Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned it with what I am. This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. My Doja Kosher game over, soldier, I'm coolin', be on the sofa Niggas is posers and I'm the soldier Don't mean it as soldier, but fuck the vultures, I Feel them the dopeness and proper dosage, I Crank up the focus to get it amplified Feel it's in the ceiling, but still it's some bigger fish to fry Design to recline, it's in the ghetto Plotting on the bronze behind Well, do it live! Of course, uh, you're not, unless you're you know, you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, July 24th, 2019. I am your host, Travis Bryant, and joining me, ASAP, we are co-host Cameron Hawkins. But until then, let me go ahead and give out all the important, pertinent information, all the... Uh, all the contact info, uh, info and ways to reach out and, and touch somebody. Wow. So I'm watching the uh, wow. SmackDown main event, and Roman just punched Drew McIntyre in the face and threw him over the top rope. It was pretty wild. <laughs> uh, then it got Shane sort of cornered. Um, so... <laughs> Um, what a what a what a couple of days of uh, of wrestling TV we have to talk about. But before then, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent information. There are two ways to have your voice heard on this here show. The first way, the traditional way, call us. Hit the constellation lines. Give us a call live on air, and we'll talk to you. Three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. That is the number to reach us in the next few hours. Three four seven. 202-0103. The other way to have your voice heard is to hit our voicemail line. On our voicemail line, you have three unadulterated minutes to ask questions, state comments, go on an extended rant, heat praise upon the hosts of this here show. Voicemail line, 415-787-5229. 415-787-5229. Wow, they're really putting two baby faces over. Big time. Are they going to fight each other? Are they going to... Are they going to... Oh, he's running after Shane. Um, so again, voicemail, 415-787-5229. Or you can drop us a traditional email. Hit us on the email tip. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Did Kevin always kick Shane in the balls uh, inadvertently uh, to, to set up the stunner? The kick wasn't very high. I wonder. Um. Make sure on your email you indicate in the the subject or somewhere in the body that you're VIP or non-VIP or wherever you want to have your your uh, your email read. 
currently we have one and one. Yep, a VIP and a non-VIP. So get them in. Get them in. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Find the show on Twitter <clears throat> at East Coast Cast. Twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord. Uh, find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. Okay, a little tense stare down, so it's not all good between them. So that's that's good. That's cool. Uh, so all kinds of conversation happening on those various Twitters, especially Cam. He, oh no, that was a, he kicked him in the gut. That was I saw the replay. Okay, okay. Uh, Cam's a he's a he's a riot on the on Twitter. So <laughs> Twitter discretion is advised. All of a sudden, uh, general a general show a general show uh, platter might show up, and, and you know you have to scroll real quick. So be careful <laughs> with that as Seahawk account. And the last bastion of get at it. Find us on Facebook. Find the show on Facebook. Facebook dot com slash pwtorch east coast cast. You got an article, a funny meme or gift to share. Share with us there. Talk to us there. Talk to other people there. Um, once again, Facebook.com slash PWTorch, East Coast Cast, or just search East Coast Cast or PWTorch or any of those things. Shout-outs to James uh, James Caverly and my man, Jerude. Mm, Jerude. I, ooh, that last name. Well, he's friends with Rich and Sean, so they know. But uh, that last name, let's see. Gayar. That's the last part. Buha Gayar? Man, that's that's an interesting last name, Drew. <laughs> but thanks for the like. So uh, share the uh, page on your timeline. Tag your wrestling pals in it. You know how that whole thing works. So do that. Do that. And uh, in the meantime, let's go ahead and Get our good friend and co-host on the line. Make this a, a duo. Cameron Hawkins, welcome to the show. What's happening? Uh, not too much, man. How's it going? Things are things are going okay. How, how's everything with you? Well, it's pretty good. Um, I stay outside and look around. Kids are at the pool. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a nice, nice July evening as it were. Yeah, similar... Uh, Similar, similar aspect over here. I ran to the comic shop earlier, and it was like, oh, I, I got came out like, oh, I better start my car and cool that thing off before before I go anywhere. And then I got out, and I was like, oh, it's hot, but you know, not that you know, just scorching, scorching hot. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, kids, kids at the pool and complex buzzing with maintenance folks, you know, doing stuff. <laughs> just a nice thing. Um. Certainly have uh, a decent amount to talk about. Where do we start? I will leave that up to you. We should be selfish. Um, you know, we probably for the first time since what WrestleMania 32, the three of us were together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Rich and Melissa came to town uh, for their wedding. So the uh, the four for a ten year anniversary. Together. Oh, yeah, for the anniversary, not for their wedding date. That would be weird. Just late in the game. Um, not that I'm. Against that, I understand. You gotta take time. 
Um, but <laughs> the uh, four of us got together. I wish he uh, had dinner, had some drinks. Uh, it was a good night. That was really fun. So, um, yeah, we're the we're the biggest news. Um, once we get past that, uh, so, you know, somebody did something really interesting, and I don't know if if it's going to catch on, but they they call yeah. this era the gratitude era in wrestling. Um, wow! Yeah, it's going to catch. Well, I predict what will catch on. It certainly has. I mean, it just it just hit. Like, it just, first off, the play on attitude era is obvious, but it's how long it really started with the cruiserweight classic, where all of those guys were just like, "Thank you, WWE, for taking me off the streets." I was eating mm-hmm. sewer fucking food and, and, and skinning rats for sustenance. Thank you for, for, you know, allowing me to perform for your traveling show. That's when it became yeah. like, what's, what's, what's this about? What's going on with this? This is obviously a theme with this tournament. And that's not only seeped into the main roster stuff, but, you know, a lot of those guys on that whatever 20 uh, – Something whatever uh, thirty six, however, however that tournament was sixteen man uh, tournament. You know, half those guys have been or more have been up and down the main rosters or or, or, or uh-huh. adjacent to the main roster two hundred five and, and stuff. And that 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 is permeated, man. Just uh, thank you WWE for impl- for not even not really employing me for allowing me to independently contract for you. It's and I think that um. Yeah. Even the flip side of that, um, I think, would be WWE the machine, um, you know, parading out people from mostly a certain a certain era, era. Um, you know, that you know, ninety ninety seven to it, it's weird to say it's, it's that long, like ninety seven to two thousand two, but like that that fifteen years or so. Um, or 2012, I should say, like 15 years or so, you know, bringing back, um, you know, to a degree, the, the same, the same people, like your RVDs and your Bubba Rays, or your your Devon, I should say. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and of of course your your DX and your Steve Austin and your Ric Flair, as often as you can. And, and now, you know, Ed Hulk Hogan into the mix. Throw Booker T in there. Yeah. That, I mean, like, you know, they're not from that era, but your your big time world champions that are that are still with us. Um, so yeah, please, WWE is very much in the business of when when we need a shot beyond, let's bring out I don't know the people whose T-shirts they still wear. You know, um, and, and no question. Is it? Is it, um, I don't want to say is it diminishing returns, because I think that's obvious. Like that's, there's no argument to, with the diminishing returns. But is it, more, is it more damaging than that? Like a shot in the arm, when, when really what you're doing is showing, you're, you're, you're bringing these, these stars back on, these former stars back on the TV, and reminding the audience that remembers them, like certainly like emotionally connected, everybody, you know, 30 plus that really has solid memories of those, a lot of these people. Like things will never be like, (laughs) we'll never have this again. 
Like if you're, yeah. Like we just have to know as a viewer, like, oh, we'll never have another Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like even if you don't think about it, like we would think about it, like all insidery and 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 and, and oh, well, you know, super fans, if you want to go that far, just paying attention to all this stuff. I think I think even a, a casual viewer, any whatever casual viewer to us and everybody in between, feels something like. Or it feels like this will we'll, we'll never have another Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like Mick Foley would never get old. It's that thing you do with politics. Like when you go, Ronald Reagan would never get elected and by today's Republican Party, right? That thing. Mm. You're like, Stone Cold would never have a chance to break out in today's WWE uh, environment. Like Mick Foley, 280 pounds of wide, flat, white ass of Mick Foley with nothing physically redeeming, you know, but being able to fall down and not really and not hurt himself or not fit, whatever. Like he would never be able to thrive in in, in today's uh, environment. Again, it's just reminding people that we'll never have that. And not only that, not because the stars are just so. You know, on a hill, mountaintop, a glowing, you know, gleaming hill somewhere, and they were just, and that, uh, uh, you know, some kind of, a, uh, look, I can't think of the word. Um, like, no, we could, and the system won't allow that. Like, we you could know, have decent conservative Republicans but the system won't fucking allow it. They'll get run out by a bunch of crazies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's um, what I think is kind of the best example of of how I feel, and I think how you feel too. When you look at uh, the OC against the OG Rollins and the Click, yeah. um, so it's a shame that that Ricochet was hurt because that was supposed to be his spot. And like when I think about what that could do for a Ricochet. Like a new act to most people. Like even if you follow NXT, that's still a uh, an act that's been around a year and a half, two years for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ricochet getting the rub as being deemed cool from the click, like that's a big deal. That's a huge deal, I, I think, for him. And two things about it though. Like number one, like that doesn't make Rollins look any cooler because Rollins was. Rollins and his buddies were going head up with Evolution and beating them. Yeah. At the tail end of Evolution. Like, they've been the biggest thing. And it doesn't make him look any cooler. I don't think it adds anything to him, but it kind of shows that even Universal Champion Seth Rollins is not... The fact that they thought those guys being with him would make him look cooler kind of defines him down. Because they're not, like, they were the coolest guys 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, like, it ain't Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash isn't Kevin Nash anymore. Kevin Nash is very much still cool and cognizant and functional. And you, you know what I'm saying without me saying it. Sure. You know, like, Triple H doesn't give him the rub. Like, Shawn Michaels doesn't give him the rub. Like, even though I think Shawn Michaels is doing a thing for Dolph Ziggler that's probably going to be really cool. But, you know, and then Stone Cold being able to go out there and riff for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah, look at the clock. Let's, let's, 
Yeah. They're just talking about his interaction with people. Like I thought that was a little. Uh, I mean, I I, I I appreciated it, but I thought it was a little propagandish. Like, oh, this family shit. It's like it's like how far away from stand up for WWE are we now? Remember that shit? Stand up for WWE and, and against the media and against the blah 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 because you know we had a guy kill himself and murder his family and yeah, all, I, I all think these people died. Like, that's 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 yeah, okay, exactly sure. what you expect from the Okay, sure. You know what I mean? oh, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's certainly I don't think you should go out there and do the opposite. <laughs> that's certainly not what I'm getting at. But I just thought like here's here's WWE, here's Stone Cold Company guy, guy who keeps apologizing for something he was totally right about. 15 years ago, almost 20 years ago now. Um, and he's just going to do and be a good soldier and go out there. And, and, and so, but it also could have, that could have absolutely been straight from Steve Williams' heart and the, the whole, you know, all that meant uh, and was straight up and down, no, no bullshit with it. But I just, mm-hmm. in the moment, was like, eh, this is a little much. It's a family. Like, all right. Put on a fucking show. But again, like you said, this was a, a, a reunion show. And it was supposed to be evoke yeah. those kinds of Yeah, but things. yeah, I, I think that um, you, you know, we I talked about it on Monday with Wade, but like, it very much felt like, like, looking at, at Rick Flair. Rick Flair has been upright and spry for way longer than probably anybody ever will be given the life that he's lived but Rick mm-hmm. Flair is, is very much looking his age now you know sure. um, Hulk Hogan I don't think Hulk Hogan was in a black t-shirt by mistake like I think instead of like a red or yellow yeah he's very deliberate in how he's presented so okay. Hulk Hogan being in a black t-shirt I think is too you know, everybody looks slimmer in a black t-shirt. Oh, well, yeah, I yes. guess very much on purpose. Um, you know, I, I, Jimmy Hart, you you can tell how much guys in that hair. Um, and I even said this, and I kept like prefacing and qualifying so that I was clear that it's not a shaming thing, but. Candace Michelle has a whole different body than she has. Candace she Michelle is. Yeah. Now, now, on on this show, Travis, like on this show, I'm comfortable saying I'm very much in support of of her new figure. <laughs> very, very, very much. What do you mean on this show? You couldn't say that with Wade Monday. No, 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 no. That's that's no, no, no. That's that's not built for that. But I was just drawing to it. I was just drawing attention to the fact that. It seemed already like people didn't know who she was, uh-huh. and the fact that me, somebody who watched all through that era, can look at her and say, "Okay, she has a completely different build than when she was there." Like, I think that plays. Alundra Blaze looks nothing like Alundra Blaze has ever looked. Cause she's a whole different person. Well, so, in the uh, in the face, she's still like even tall and slim and you know fit and muscular. Relative, you know, relative. Even the dress she was wearing just kind of carried different. And again, I'm, I'm, I hope it's clear I'm referring to her in the same way that I'm talking about, like a Hulk Hogan, who I think dressed a certain way. Um, to present so they, yeah. I mean, I think they, yeah. 
that'd be foolish to not <laughs> to think these people who spent their you know careers on TV though. Even though you know Eve Torres looks, I don't know what jujitsu she's doing, but Eve Torres looks fantastic. Um, yeah. Like she never left. And Caitlyn looks fantastic. Even though I, I think. And this is another point that I brought up, Travis. Talk about the last time you being used to be those guys. I don't think Caitlyn really counts as that. But you have to um oh doggy. Yeah. I think that you have to uh acknowledge that they try to shy away from that era. Like they, they try to kind of erase that with the women's evolution. Um and they talk about their Molly Holly. They talk about their their ivories with you know with passion and fervor and reverence. But everybody was, that was there when the Bellas were there, they they, they try not to talk about it. And so Caitlyn gets on screen and nobody knows who she is. Um, you know, like it was I, for more than one reason. I do think it's the last time that you're going to see an assembly of of stars like that. Um, because nobody else lived that long. Is that gross to say? No, I just, and beyond that angle, I just, I almost said, I, I, well, I hope so. Just because we don't need this. We've had, we've had a, the cavalcade of, we had, when we had the, the first women's Royal Rumble, we had a bunch of women's come back. When we had Evolution, we had a bunch of, of the women come back. We've had Various. I mean, it feels like we just did that XDX thing where they were at two different yep. arenas. Like that feels like it was like Raw, in the last two years. Yeah, Raw twenty five, January twenty eighteen. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it wasn't the last. Yeah. It was a year and a half ago. Eighteen. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just like yeah, how many times can we? Parade these guys yeah. out and expect to be like, expect me to be excited to see fucking this is the best Yeah, this is the best rating since last August. So, well, it's I mean, like that's it did work, uh, but yeah. to me, like that guy talked about the ricochet thing. If these people were around and like and showed up every now and again, and we didn't have them all at the same time every time something was going on, and they seemed yeah. like they were a part of the ecosystem, I think that plays better for everybody. Uh, but, you know, we really came off looking yes. better. Like, yes, I, I don't think the revival... Yeah, I don't think the revival gained anything from having Devon Dudley with them. Um, I do think yeah, that the Usos having the T-shirt... Huh? I said I think they lose something because it just doesn't make sense, and you just go, "Oh, they yeah. were just thrown the gap. They just they had and, no and say in hanging out with Devon Dudley." Yeah. And it, it probably hurts them that Booker T was so on point with what we know. Like, like you know, we rip Booker T for being weird on commentary, but like, who should who should he compare the revival to? Well, uh, and uh. The exactly, like he did, and there's literally no correlation between the Brain Busters and the Dudleys. Other than not <laughs> right. 
Right. It totally, you know it makes, what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's anachronistic. It, it, make, it just, yeah. Yeah, it makes it just. Yeah. Even with fucking old school. Different eras. Different styles. It was so weird. Yeah. It just, again, makes the revival. They're not set out to be rebels, but it makes them look like they just got put with people's stragglers. Yeah. You know, and if RBD was a tag guy, maybe it would have been him. <laughs> you know. Like it just, it, it, well, he's and then, big face, but. yeah, I, I think the 24/7 title got that was kind of cool. There was some cool stuff, um, you know. Like I, I didn't think Alundra Blade about to throw the title away was cool, because I'm like that takes away from what you've been building. But I do think that Peggy Bianchi buying the title is cool. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I, I thought there was. That was fun, but that's also yeah. like it kind of if you believe the twenty four seven title is in its own universe, and I think you have to because main eventers don't don't even look its way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if you except that it's a different universe and it random people will just show up, that part of it is fun. But I, I really don't know who benefited from the legend showing up outside of our truth and uh, Drake Maverick having more to do. Like, I, I don't know who won all that. Yeah, if you're going to have, if you're, if a rebuttal, and it's a predictable and one that they should use, if it's, hey, it worked, and the ratings, you know, went up X amount of percent, and it's like, well, are any of those people going to show back up next week because they saw something on here that caught their eye that wasn't? Uh, you know, Shawn Michaels or <clears throat> yeah, Kurt Angle or some old person. Are you going to show back up next week for Ember Moon? Are you going to show back up next week for fucking whoever? Mm-hmm. And probably not. Now, if the rating goes down, not it, it will, but I mean down for like the week from uh, if it goes below what it was two weeks ago, I mean, just be completely for naught. They would have spent a month. The money to get those fly those uh, legends in and it would have just been a waste of fucking time where they could have spent that entire three hour show doing you know more run of the mill show I guess but one that's going to get uh, have all the attention and all the spotlight on the people who are going to be on SummerSlam and you want people to be watching that and tuning in for that and buying a network for SummerSlam mm-hmm. so I don't, yeah, yeah it's what about SmackDown then last night? Um. So yeah, I, I think that your your SmackDown main event of Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston is exactly where it should be. They're saying the things to each other that they should say. Um, and I mean, apparently, they're you know good friends in, in real life, and so. I think that helps with things like this. Um, the fact that they know what they what they should say to each other and how they should respond to it. Um, and that also tells me that you're going to get a motivated Randy Orton the next few weeks and at SummerSlam. So I think that's exactly where it needs to be. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Kevin Owens um, in whatever role they put him in. But mm-hmm. For, for Stone Cold to be the centerpiece of Raw and Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon be doing 
Austin McMahon 27. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you I, I want it to be done. I, I want to get through it, and I want KO to be able to go on to other things. Um, you know, I'm 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 intrigued at Dolph Ziggler and Shawn Michaels. Like if that leads to a one-on-one match, um, yeah, I think that would be really good because. But where? I mean. You can't. I hope they don't wouldn't rush that into it at SummerSlam. That's. I do that because is. I don't want to hear. I don't because the reason I want them to go ahead and do it is because I don't want a month and a half of Dolph promos. Like, <laughs> right, well, you know, <laughs> knock it out. Um, but yeah, I think that um, Ember Moon, even though it's face face with her and Bailey, like I like her being. Like having that fire, um, yeah. Uh, was it fire, or did she just come across as kind of scummy? I'll say fire. She's black. I'll say okay. fire. And uh, <laughs> did we get Daniel Bryan's announcement? Did she want to be though? No, I, I don't remember anything about Bryan. Yeah, so I don't know if that's when that's going to come to fruition, but uh, yeah, I thought, I thought SmackDown was was good. Did you, did you see NXT from last week? Yes. I'm watching a commercial. It's just kind of a genetic, uh, just a commercial. And it just reminds me. What did you think of uh, of um, goddamn Keith Lee's promo? Um, typically when they cut those, it's because it's leading to something. Yes. So, you know, I don't know if we get to heal Keith Lee, but, you know, one of those two guys is probably going to be gone after after takeover, Travis, being Gargano or Adam Cole, and I think it's Gargano. Um, after who? SummerSlam. So, yeah, I think it's yeah. Okay. And then you have Riddle and Killian Dane going at it right now, and so that could, you know, I think with Riddle they have them hovering around the main event, but not firmly in it. So, you know, that could go. Either way, but I, I like I like Keith Lee acknowledging that it hasn't gone his way, and we know how good he is, and he'd be great right up there in that main event area. So yeah, I I, I like it. Yeah, I'm just not sure how I I don't like the uh, typically I'm not a fan of the the promos where you're talking about your career in that in that way. It's where it's not about. Mm. You know, win or win and losing. But he was saying, like, I, you know, I come out, do my thing, I win, it's starting to stop. So he wasn't saying, it, mm-hmm. it, he, he walked the line and he didn't cross it as far as, uh, like, like the, the D-Lo promo in TNA. I was held back and, well, everybody's promo in TNA that showed up between 04 and 02 and 05. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was held back and now I'm, you know, just bullshit, rinse, repeat. Uh, promo angry at WWE. Uh, WWE. Um, so, as a, you know, I know you're a fan of Keith Lee. This uh, where you were. It popped up, so so I'd bring it up. So, all right, let's. Um, any 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 smaller stories? Any kind of off the beaten path, fell through the cracks kind of thing? Maybe that. Give some attention to before we uh, steamroll and talk about. Well, I think big, I think. Big, big stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, excited for this week's NXT. Um, 
Oh, we can't not talk about the, the, the AEW tra- trailer, basically, for, for them to introduce the win. That's the next thing. Um, October 2nd, uh, AEW's debut show in, uh, in D.C., uh, I guess Capital One Center is called. Um, yeah, TV guys spread. Uh, they're they're <laughs> no pun intended. They they can be very. They're all in on that. So they're really they're really going for it there. Um, yeah, I think that now it's interesting. Like the when you look at the at the spread, like the strategic positioning of uh, is it Austin Kong? And I was like, oh. Okay. All right. What do you mean? I, uh, I'm not looking at it in front of me. What do you mean the strategic position? Yeah. I mean, just you know, they had, you know, there was there was a bunch of white, there was a bunch of white people, and Brandy and Austin Kong, and uh, oh. <laughs> who, who was the Asian guy in the back? Uh, somebody will tell me because I'm not all the way hit to everybody who's in or from places that aren't originally in America, as far as wrestling goes. Now let me put that. Yeah, the um, baby oil spot. Nakazawa. Huh? fuck you, as Cornette calls him. <laughs> Nakazawa, maybe. Uh, could be. Um. And yeah, it's uh, Jungle Boy is actually in the spread too, and and, and okay. Nala Rose too. Um. And boy, one of them bucks was out there dressed so bad, head on the chopper suit. It was bad. Only saw the thumbnail. I need to see this whole damn thing across the page. Shit. But yeah, no name. So they didn't give it a you know Wednesday night you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Or 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 AEW percent you know they just kind of left it open, which I think is not as important as uh, like if you don't have something. You wait to get the damn till you got to put it in the in the cable guides and the preview stuff a week before. Exactly. So you don't make, have make that. Direct, bug you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So if you don't have something, don't don't uh, don't go. Okay. 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 Fine. We got to have something. Nope. You got a couple more weeks. Just just think about it. Come up with something decent. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Wednesdays. Uh, Wednesdays this fall. It's getting real. And then stuff that you and I won't. Get to I'm sure stuff that you and Rich will discuss, but I just want to mm-hmm. acknowledge that because I, I haven't been on like a platform to really talk about it. But that, that Marvel Phase Four boy, um, oh, man. we're right. We were together. All that stuff's dropping from uh, yeah. from Comic Con, and Rich and Shahid are on their phone getting updates, and it's just like whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. And then we get the at the at the moment the biggest. Well, was uh, Marshall Ali as Wade? Why is well, yeah. why is Wesley Snipes like bitching on Twitter? Like, um, because because that could have been his thing forever if they didn't try to push him out during Blade Three, and there was no reason to really push him out because they were making mm-hmm. money hand over fist. But yeah. they, I mean, it's weird. Somebody had the foresight to say, hey, we should build a comic franchise around Ryan Reynolds. And they were right. They were just 10 years too soon. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I get it. Like, if there's anything to be bitter about, that's 
an experience to be bitter about. But okay, I just saw enough people have had that real have, have well. The, the first thing is number one, they did the obvious thing about Blade saving Marvel and made them so much money when they were losing a ton of money mm-hmm. and turning their fortunes around just monetarily. And but I don't understand like is is would Wesley Snipes still be Blade in 2019 if everything was all just kosher and good the last two decades? You know? Mm-hmm. Nope. But, but oh. I, I mean, he might just be angling. He might just be angling to be somebody in something. Who knows? He's gonna be somebody um, in something. Oh, I think he's gonna be somebody in Blade. That'd be cool. <laughs> Wesley Snipes is the new Whistler. Um, but yeah, um, I don't think so. But yeah. Phase four, uh, Eternals has like the most diverse cast I've ever seen. Um, they have some interesting stuff with. I think that uh, Multiverse of Madness that's playing on the Mouth of Madness from John Carpenter, their first real horror movie, like that's going to be cool. Um, you know, they talked about Mutants, they talked about Fantastic Four. So there's like a lot of things to be excited about. And they're just like, they, they, Built up so much credibility, and I really give them credit. Oh, I think Thor: Love and Thunder has a chance to be just the coolest thing ever. Um, Listen, I am getting. I am as as almost four years into you know reading comic books and stuff. I'm I'm hitting that thing where all you guys all over the years have already has always had. Like you grew up reading and watching X Men. When X Men 2000 and all throughout the, the arcs came out, you, you had they're putting what I conne- on emotional connection. You pissed off and they didn't do this character right or whatever this storyline. So I had that my first visceral kind of that was when they said Kate Bishop was coming into the MCU, and I was like, yeah. they better not fuck up my kid. I'm not the big, you know, like if you follow my social, you know, I'm not big. Hawkeye, but I really like Kate. I appreciate the shit. The Matt Fraction Kate Bishop specifically. Very, very specifically. Yeah. It's such a good book. And her interactions with Hawkeye in that book are so special. And, and you know, I'm not a Clint Barton fan in the books. Certainly not in the movies with his regular ass. Um, so I had that kind of thing. Like, ooh, they better not do her. You know, and I'll, and I'll have it again if and when they bring America Chavez to the in this people that, you know, I have attachments to. You know, it's like Iron Man. It's like, well, he's been around forever. Everybody has an attachment to Iron Man. But, yeah, now it's getting personal. So, it's going to be, it's it's going to be an interesting, fun next decade. That is for damn sure. And Thor Love and Thunder, again, had that, because the, the mighty Thor run was so good. And you know people's visceral reactions was, what's up, girl, It's like, fam, that was one of the best fucking books of 2018, man. Like, what is wrong with y'all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. And yes, yeah, I'm, I'm Jane Foster back, uh, or Natalie Portman back. Is, um, yes, these are things yeah. I'm very, very excited for. So, yeah. You know, you get the you get the semifinals of the uh, the breakout tournament. Um, Wait, somebody's yeah. coming up already. The two hundred five swerves coming up to two hundred five already. Apparently, yeah, there's, 
yeah. I mean, they have a they have a Marvel timeline sometimes, but uh, but yeah, um, that's been good. And it's funny we talked about this being the gratitude era. I love Trevor Lee Cameron Grimes being like, no, I'm that good, and I'm not here to be nice to anybody. I'm just gonna win matches. I like that. I like that they let him be that, but I really like it. I didn't hear that promo, but that's thumbs up to that. So, all right, let's uh, let's talk to some folks. Let's um, head out west. Talk to Brian. Oh, first, uh, three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. That is how you get yourself in line to talk to us. Be like Brian. Speaking of Brian, Brian, what's happening? What up? Hey, Trav. Hey, Cam. I'm going to take you off the loop. Uh, loop here. Give me one second, please. Oh, sure. Who was that, Hurricane? Yeah. Yeah, no, take your time, Brian. Yeah. We're, um... Oh, shit, he dropped off. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to do I roast the shit out of him. Like, oh, yeah, no, the, the... I don't know how many buttons you got on your damn Bluetooth machine, but, you know, crank it the fuck up. <laughs> All right. Well, while we, uh, while we wait for, uh, while we wait for Brian, you see the stuff with her hands and Ron Funches, Ron, Ron Funches on Twitter the last, uh, couple of days. Uh, have I seen his Twitter the last couple of days? Off and on him. What, what is he talking about? Well, him and Ron Funches went back and had a back and forth exchange. Ron, Wait, Ron Funches. Funches and who? Uh, Hurricane Helms. Yeah, I did see that. You yeah. did? Okay. Um, so the initial, it, it started with Funches saying that uh, responding, I think, to a Hurricane tweet, maybe even talking about Raw Reunion or something. I, I forget specifically. <laughs> But he was saying it's not, oh, 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 LAX or somebody going to WWE or or, any, or something like that. And Ron Funch is like, no, you know, ask people of color don't do well in WWE. They probably going to make them ride lawnmowers or some shit. And, yep. And and Hurricane, you know, defending his company. I think, yeah. I think rightfully so. I, I don't think you can hold them to the – to the, you know, slick eating chicken and, you know, the Mexicals and stuff. Too, you know, too much these things. Especially you know, just, huge the economics too. just won't let them, even if they want it to be fucking. He has credibility. Hurricane herself with everybody. Um, for if anybody, company man or not, is going to speak to something like that, he, he very much has that, that, that credibility and clout built up to where he can talk about it, and you believe he believes what he says. Yeah. Yeah, he, and, and he's also in the, you know, like, sure, he's still in good with WWE, but it's not like he's, uh, you know, he's not even an agent. I don't, I don't, I don't think. But he's not, like, I mean, in, on a, in the, like, he's not he's a regular guy that you would think is like, if I say, well, I'm saying I'm jeopardizing, you know, like quarter of a million dollars a year kind of a gig. I, I, yeah. You know. So it's like, yeah, he's there. He works for him in a sense, but he's independent in, 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 in certain ways. And again, he has credibility where, where you go, even if he was under strict lockdown contract, I don't think he'd phony it up or, or 
you know. I've, I've never known him or suspected him or even got a DM from somebody like, get a load of this guy. Like, yeah, he Everybody seems to believe, me included, that when he says something, it's genuinely how he feels. And, yeah, yeah. I think Ron I don't speak out against some racism. I've, I've seen him do it. Yeah, his angle is just like one of those where you just beg people to update their like I, I I get it, but you gotta like that's not you know like the issues are different these days like it, it's still an issue, but it's not they're not gonna have uh, Ember Moon or fucking Big e, you know Big E or somebody go out there and eat a bucket of chicken and talk about my yard bird and represent a white guy that's playing. Uh, an African view, like they just, you know, again, the economics wouldn't let them because they just, they would just ruin them. I mean, in terms of getting money back on the line, yeah. they have not talked about the Tyrus Henry thing. We all. have not in the three weeks or so that that's been, yeah. maybe a little longer than that, that that's been a story. It's more because it's, you know, fuck Tyrus, fuck Fox News, and you know, you get what you fucking ask for, you know. Well, what the fuck do you expect? Yeah. But she don't deserve that. Um, she, she don't. You know, he is, like, I, I, I don't know what to make of that guy. Because, and what made me think of it was the interaction with Ron Funches and Hurricane Helms. If you remember years ago, like, I used to bring up. Regularly, like, yo, uh, my man said that he was born to shuck and jive on TV. Mm-hmm. And he, like, all the back and, and forth and shit. Was like, yeah, he literally was like, I never said that. And I had to dig through, like, hours and hours it? of videos. Because they, they really? got rid of that. You can't find that on anything with WWE's name on it anymore. Because... Mm-hmm. I made a meme. They buried, <laughs> yeah, they buried that in the desert with ET cartridges on Atari. Like, it's gone. Ah, I had to find okay. somebody who, a foreign account on, uh, Daily Motion account shit. on YouTube, yeah, okay. that recorded the show in English <laughs> and posted it, and then had to deal with him reply to me for an hour about what he was trying to do. Like, so, no, like, no, 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 no. Let's talk about how you said just a few minutes ago how you never said that. Now, you, you know, like, let's not talk about what you were trying to say. Let's talk about how you yeah. just lied and said you didn't say it. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's get exactly. that straight. Did you yeah. not remember? Did you? Let's clear that up first before we move on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Black Guy on Fox News always raised a certain flag with me because it's like, Black Guy on Fox News, not named Juan, uh, um, yeah. Juan Williams, Juan Williamson, that guy. Yeah, not 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 yelling at a white person. Um, yeah, he, he's okay. Yeah, I'm 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 sure she's fine. I'm not saying she yells at white people. I just mean, yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, uh, and and he's accused of like. Sexually harassing his coworker, be attacked on set. Like, yeah. Like escalating stuff, like typical kind of like, oh, you give. And what's the worst part is his punishment 
was to get his own show. Like, okay, okay, okay. We're going to separate you guys, and you're going to do this thing. Not you're fired, and how dare you, and, you know, we're going to launch an independent investigation and make sure she's she's okay coming back to work now, and blah, blah, blah. No, we're just going to move you to a different part of the show. Not even, they didn't, huh. like, the Catholic Church at least had the decency to, like, send you to Argentina or fucking Chile. Nope. Go to Studio City. You just, oh, maybe a floor down. <laughs> you might just be yeah. over at a different fucking part of the damn same studio. So, yeah, it's, yeah, and, and there For will me. be no, there will be no, he'll have a show, he'll still be getting paid by fucking, uh, um, by goddamn Fox Corp. And, nothing will change. I mean, he's, you know, he's achieved what I think uh, people of color who go on Fox News try to achieve, and that's the ability to fail upwards. Yeah, he's not, he's not good because he's not a practiced broadcaster, so he doesn't have that. So it's just about personality and opinion. His opinions and his takes are trash. He's He's literally the black guy that's like, why don't we pull up our pants? Maybe the cops won't shoot. But that's just that's Tokenism is what you're saying. <laughs> and he's getting rewarded because they're like, hey, if you're willing to be so hating and fucking make your people look like fucking, you know, Again, adults. It's in your hey. DNA to suck and jive. You told us as much. He did tell so, us. He fucking told us. Let's get what we can out of that. Mm-hmm. And if you got if you pinch a few butts or send some dick pics, you know, let's uh let's keep it to a minimum, Tyrus. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, let's get Brian back on here. Hopefully he's uh got his phone situation Bluetooth out. Brian, what up? What up? Hey Travis, hey Cam, I apologize about that. And you can put a man on the moon, but you can't tell tell me how to turn off my Bluetooth uh speaker. <laughs> can 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 you though? No, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Okay. Well, well, Earth is flat anyway, so we know that they didn't put a man on the moon. A radiation belt. <laughs> yeah, I definitely know why they get it in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, gentlemen, first of all, I hope you both have a real good evening, and thanks a lot for having me on. I'm going to talk about two things, and I'll um, I'll make it quick because it's kind of noisy in the background here. Of course, uh, celebrating National Tequila Day. And um, yes, sorry for me to hear. Parts actually, it sounds fine. Take your time, Brian. Like, there's no rush. There's no uh, – the noise is fine. It's, it's not bothering. I didn't notice okay. it. Too. I, didn't want to inter- I didn't want to interrupt the flow of the show. So first thing is that um, the 24-7 um, title or, or changeovers on Raw. I know you and Kevin mm-hmm. talked about a trap. And at first, yeah. at first I didn't like it when, when Kelly Kelly won and then um, um, Candace Michelle won and then Medusa won. Or, uh, I'm sorry, Linda Blaze. Don't call him Medusa. Yeah. And because uh, I don't want the women to be involved with it, but they got out of it a decent way by the million dollar man buying it and then Drake Maverick yep. uh, pinning him inside the, the limo. But when uh, Kelly Kelly first won it, and she guess she'd be the old man, old man to do it. But that's the part I didn't. I thought it it, it, it kind of made me upset until they ended it. At least they ended it well. The archer getting away with it with uh, Renee Mich- with um, Renee Michelle too. Um, Drake Maverick's wife in the limo. My baby. Drake Maverick's wife is so I, I I feel bad talking about people's wives like they're not somebody's wife because I think that there's a there's a line. Let's see. Oh. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how I feel, Taylor. Can real quick? Huh? <laughs> no, 
I don't want to uh, belabor this part too much, but speaking of look, well, not speaking of looks more, but athletes, uh, women wrestling athletes. I think Chance Michelle, didn't she try to come off the top rope one time? That's why she got hurt, where she tripped over the top rope and, like, broke her collarbone or something like that? I believe, yeah. I have to look that up. Yeah. So, I, I, didn't, I don't remember what the move was, but I, I, I thought it was something simple. I didn't know if it was. I didn't remember it being a top rope thing. I thought it was a little more basic than that. But but I don't know. I'll trust your memories over my life. That that was kind of the thing um, in the girl. So, so so gentlemen, the second thing I have is a non wrestling topic. But this is Cam. You can speak to this probably better than Trav and myself can. But there was a um, sports announcer here in the Phoenix area who recently – it hasn't been determined yet. Was he fired? Did he get fired or did he quit? Now, Phoenix sports uh, scene is actually pretty interesting because we have a lot of transplants here. So it tends to be like the visiting team, no matter what the sport is. Maybe the Diamondbacks, the baseball team. Probably the, no, maybe more the Phoenix Suns, I should say, is a more exception where um, – most of it will be the visiting team will be will, – we'll have just as many fans, not more, here in the Phoenix market. So growing up in Detroit, and then um, Cam, I knew you grew up in Maryland, and, of course, Travis, you grew up in Philadelphia. On TV – the TV sports announcer, this was, of course, pre, pre-ESPN, they were, like, really celebrated, and they were, like, a, a integral member of that evening news team with the sports newscast, the sports um, newscaster. I mean, it was really competitive in Detroit for, the, like, the three I mean, major – Oh, yeah. And you charged that up because guys went, well, I could be my version of, I could be Philadelphia's, the tri state area, Stuart Scott. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Or, or I want to be able to get be Stuart Scott so I can make my name for myself in this, and, you know, in the Oklahoma market and make my name and, you know, blah, blah, you know. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I tell them this long story to get to the one point I'm going to get to. So this uh, Phoenix, so the Phoenix Sports News one, they're kind of like second, really kind of almost second thought. So this sports announcer was uh, decently popular here. He had to either quit or he got fired because he liked some tweets from three years ago, and this is his like business account. So Brian Alston dot CBS or something like that, or Brian Alston dot or underscore ABC. So my professional account, I liked some anti-Muslim tweets three years ago. So you know how we are. We had nothing to do that. We just go back and search through people's tweets and a a newspaper reported on it. So he ended up, again, either he quit or got fired. But he, of course, course, has really disappeared from TV. So I was going to talk to you two gentlemen about it. If you want to talk a little bit about briefly, because our friend Steve, you know, mentioned about how he's going privately on his Twitter account because he's going to go for a job interview. And my job, while it's I love my job, and I'm in a supervisor role, I'm kind of laying back now for what I tweet out, and maybe one of some of the stuff I do because I don't want one of my trainees or my one of the people that I supervise saying, "Well, wait a minute, Brian, you you liked, you know, all women should blah 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 blah, or all men should or whatever." So it's one of those things where you know my job isn't that important. The whole big scheme of things, you know, and my employer could say, "Well, Brian, you know, um, I don't like you tweeting these things." So, I just want to get your, your, your takes on it. Um, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not crying for him. You know, uh, am I so, you know, like he did those things in public on an account easily found. 
you know, I understand the the the, the thought of, of of ridiculing or the idea of going back through somebody's stuff, and I think that's kind of corny. But you know, and it's not like you're searching for like it's easy to search for uh, keywords, right? We've done that. We've you know uh, very recently. Yeah. But to go back to see what what he liked three years ago, like that does obviously take a bit of fucking time and dedication to that task. Uh, but again, that's aside from oh, did this public figure who has this platform uh, uh, participate in potentially abhorrent behavior? I think that's. Uh, yep. I think that's worthy, or, or not worthy, that's worth knowing. That's worth being reported on. I'm not blaming the paper for reporting on it. I'm not blaming what a ridicule the person that took the time to fucking do this, re- look for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that being, you know, being somebody who works in a college setting, um, you know, I'm already deemed liberal. To a certain extent, you know. Um, Damn, SJ does. Of my age, having my skin color, like people understand my slant, and I think that this is one of the few areas where me thinking the things that I think are more forgiving. Um, I don't think things that I like or say, even if they come across as tense. I don't think any of them come across as, as hateful or intolerant. Um, and I've never had an issue in any education setting that I've worked where something I said on social media came back to bite me because, you know, like I used to be heavy on, on the Facebook arguing and to the point where, you know, people I've known since I was in middle school decided that, I I remember it like it was yesterday. Like, I don't like white people who disagree with my political stances. Um, And I don't think I've ever said anything about not liking white people who disagree with my stances. I disagree with everyone who condones racism. (laughs) Racism is not political, you know? Like, so, again, I've never been called into an office. I think I think all my accounts are public too. It's just you know I'm I'm. This is one of the few things I get away with. This is one of the few folks that I have. In a different setting, it, it could be rough, uh, but you know, hasn't been a problem yet. But fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> being being anti a race or anti a religion, like the things that I get away with. One of the reasons I get away with them is because they don't. Whatever I've said, you know, nobody's left safe at night, and that is a big thing. Um, taking away somebody's security and agency when you like yeah. or support or seem to be in favor of things like that, you deserve what you get. There's a difference yep. between being vulgar even uh, and being hateful. Yeah, like I don't um, think anybody that scrolled through any – Three of our timelines, and all three of those timelines are very different and have uh, very different content. Um, and um, some make you clutch your pearls, some are super benign, and and 
and everything in between, but none of them intensity and even vulgarity doesn't equate with uh, you know, hate or fear or, or that, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, because yep. yeah, I said some real incendiary shit and said some real incendiary shit uh, on the show, but I think somebody did confront me. Like, here's a soundbite of you or here's a tweet or a Facebook post. I'd like to think I'd be able to defend it and not sound like a piece of shit defending you know, hatred or intolerance. Today on yeah. Twitter, I said that um, somebody said that God created sex for uh, husbands that. and wives to have children, not for boyfriends and girlfriends. And I responded that, uh, let's see, God didn't even marry his baby mama, um, left her, and didn't pay any child support. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, how about had his son murdered? I mean, that's kind of the kicker. And then was like, yo, you got to go back to a long weekend. I guess. Oh, my God. Oh, it's Easter weekend? Yeah, you can kick it. He was there good Friday, Saturday, and he made him leave Sunday night before Euphoria came on. That's a cold game. Oh, shit. Um, but, <laughs> but I don't think that you know, like even us joking around about that, I think mm-hmm. that any intelligent person would understand where that comes from and would not draw any more into it than, wow, I, I bet your mom plays really hard. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who else you got for us, Brian? Actually, uh, I have one question I'm going to leave you with, but before I do, I'll give you the question. Let you know that um, this Saturday I'm going out of town, going to Memphis for about four or five days, and it's a uh, Brian Bucket List trip, and I'll be there. One of the main reasons why I'm going to sm- uh, going to Memphis this week is because SmackDown will be there Tuesday. So I'm going to SmackDown going to Tuesday, but I have some other mm-hmm. – I have a couple other uh, things I'm going to do while I'm there. Again, it's a Bucket List trip, but it kind of corresponds with also going to watch uh, SmackDown while I'm there. And um, so I'll uh, call you on Wednesday from Memphis and let you know how things are going. Sweet. Yeah, and then good. my question I have for you, uh, thanks, Trap. My question I have for both of you, and I hope you both have a real good night, and uh, Rich as well, and also, hey, Craig. So my question is that um, Kevin Owens. So it's been opined that he had a that he turned babyface when he uh, joined the New Day uh, before he turned on Kofi, and I tend to disagree with that. You know, yeah, he had the bowling alley, uh, bowling alleys vignette uh, where he was being really friendly with his kids, but I didn't call it a face turn at all. And, of course, he, up again, turned on a new day and turned on Kofi. But would you call this now, I mean, um, Shane McMahon, and then you can put in Drew, you can put in um, Elias, and then maybe Dolph as well. They're all really hardcore heels. Is this a um, babyface turn for Kevin? And I'll hang on and listen, gentlemen. I hope you have a real good day, and thanks a lot, as always, for having me on. Talk to you later. And I'll hang on and listen. Thanks, Brian. Um, yes, Kevin Owens babyface. Uh, Kevin Owens is a babyface. When it happened, it was after he turned on New Day, obviously. He uh, flirted with the babyface thing. They've been turned on him and healed for a few months. But this Shane McMahon stuff, it solidified him. I don't think you can call him a tweener. I mean, he's speaking the truth. He's saying what the fans are thinking. And he's attacking and fighting and uh, 
and what defending himself against the biggest part of heel. Yeah, what, the biggest part of that is that, he, of course, he turned on the New Day to challenge Kofi Kingston, and then when they had the, uh, the SmackDown Summit, Kofi Kingston makes it a point to say, I don't always see eye-to-eye with Kevin Owens, but... And, I think and even on announce on announcing uh, Biggie and Xavier were Xavier's like I don't like the guy but I want him to punch Kevin o- uh, punch Jay McMahon in the face right now yeah. yeah so they're acknowledging without having to go and read and tell you the whole story over and over again about that rivalry um you know so it's they're they're, they're, they're I, you know the new day these guys are smart. And they're not going to go out there and have them and, and be hypocrites and yeah. Yeah. I would have I would have said like them to go further and actually you know hit us over the head a little bit and go, you know I remember I'll never forget how he treated uh especially Big E because he was the one gone you know I'll never forget how he treated you know us when you know I was down with injury, uh but right now. Whatever, whatever. But again, he didn't have to say all that. What they said got all that across, so it was fine. Mm-hmm. But yes, Kevin Owens is a baby thing. I even liked. Uh, I watch. I was watching the main event of SmackDown as the show came on, and the interactions with him and uh, with him and, and Roman were were good. You know, it was still like, nah, anxious. It's, you know, it ain't sweet over here. We ain't friends, but. Oh, oh, I would have liked during the show, before, between the, the, the first and final segment, I would have liked Roman Reigns specifically to have found Kevin Owens and going, look, you know, we, uh, you know, we're going to go out here and fight and, you know, may the best man win and all that kind of stuff, but acknowledge that. There's a big like let's not let's not fall for it you know like they have they ended up doing not falling forward and, and kind of having each other's backs when it needed but without but still having some tension I would have liked a promo in 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 during the show of Roman going backstage like look I plan on I plan on kicking your ass tonight and I'm sure you plan on kicking mine but let's not get let's keep our eyes in the back of our heads no I'm not going to no funny business for me. I hope I can, you know, whatever, however you want to frame it. But again, it, 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 it turned out fine. I just would have liked something like that during the, uh, during the meat of the show. What do you think of that Ali promo? Um, Third or fourth in a, in a, in a series where he's, uh, you know, he's finally acknowledging at least maybe I, I haven't noticed too much, but, was last night's promo the first time where he just flat out said, where he, where he talked about the match that he was he said, that he was he supposed to be in? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> they should have been. That's the thing, though. Yeah, he's like, he's right. Storyline, it should have been him. You yeah. know, like, yeah. So I think that's fine. I think I, I'm all for being a hero, but. I'm not one for, for arbitrary empty promos because that's why Bray Wyatt's on Tribe 6, you know, like sure. talk about what it's about and go get it done. I'm fine with that. No, um, who was he getting, pro- 
who were the promos that they were showing the vignettes and they were saying were the opposite of of Ali? Hmm. Or maybe not opposite, but they were like, are they leading them? What did he say? Like, is Ali the Punisher and whoever else was cutting the promos with somebody else? And maybe they were like on a collision course or something. Was it it Alistair Black? Oh, that's probably it. No Alistair Black tonight. Or, or, Or on SmackDown, no Cesaro. I don't think they followed up with any of that. On Raw or SmackDown, I missed more of Raw. I watched pretty much every, all of all of SmackDown, but I did miss some of Raw. Um, yeah, so it's like they had their two matches, and is is that going to be? Is that really yeah, is? I, I think that yeah, they had those two matches, but I think Cesaro is going to be like they said. He got a great pop on uh, on main event. Um, Acknowledging like that he's that guy, you know what I mean? Like bringing attention to the fact that he's that dude, and they recognize him as that high quality worker. Um, so good on him for that. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, let's. Uh, you know what? Before we take another call, let's get to Jabron's email. Uh, Jabron sends an email from Vegas. What's up, fellas? Two questions for y'all this week. How much longer do we have to do we have till either Corbin or McIntyre have a run with the title? I can't see Seth beat beating Brock again. Wow, he he's at Corbin. Uh Corbin or, or McIntyre with the title. What well, I don't the way you frame that, I don't know, uh, Jabron, because they're both heels and if Brock retains, is he gonna lose to to McIntyre a heel or Corbin a heel? Like I don't know. Yeah. Um, but no, I think the question still stands. Um, I I would say neither. I don't. I don't think Corbin is going to win the title unless people start to respond to him differently. Um, I just don't see it happening, regardless of how high they are on him, because they ran with him for two and a half months and people didn't care about him more. Um, I think with Drew, he needs a big win against somebody who's not champion to propel himself on that path. So I think neither of them this year. The earliest for Drew, I think, would be WrestleMania next year. As a heel. So that means that he's got to take it from a baby face. I presume. I imagine it's just don't buy it. So does that boat that says maybe the Seth does take it, you know, does beat Brock? Maybe not at SummerSlam, but certainly before WrestleMania. And we all we still kind of as much talking as we've done about Brock possibly going to SmackDown to boost up that show. Like, <clears throat> what better way to facilitate that than to have him lose and then just? I mean, Brock, one of those guys, it doesn't matter if he loses. If he shows up and wants a title shot, he's going to get it. So, him on SmackDown, facing Kofi or beating Kofi early, and then that being a feud for a while, like, can very much see that happen. I can see Seth winning that title back at SummerSlam. <laughs> what are the chances that uh, Randy Orton just 
beats Kofi and takes the title. Oh, I actually think that there's money in Randy being the guy to beat him and then Kofi getting it back from Randy. Like, like I do. How, how long is the chase? Does he do, do you do, do like your fall? Uh, like, like, let's push it. Let's push it back. Let's not have Randy win at SummerSlam, but let's have Randy win at Survivor Series. Do you do? You know, you'll, you know, Randy's. I don't know if he puts a stable around him, but he does whatever he does. Heal stuff. Shane's his sort of pal. He uh, manipulates maneuvers. Kofi doesn't get his rematches or gets them in their bullshit. Uh, yeah, Kofi uh, win Royal Rumble. Kobe has to go through and win the Royal Rumble and go the tradition, you know, that route. I think it could work. Um, but I think that at some point, and I'm not saying it needs to be the first go-round, but for – if you've been following as long as you've been following, I think that the definitive win for Kofi Kingston in his career is a clean win in the main event picture over Randy Orton. Like, I, like genuinely. I think that's the thing for him because that's when it started to go the other way um, and why we've been waiting this long and they've acknowledged that storyline wise. So that's the guy he needs to beat. If it doesn't happen on the first the try, was like, you damn right that he did. Huh? He just was like, yep, I sure did. He just, he, there was no, there was no like meandering or like, well, I didn't really, you know, I didn't it was think you were ready and I just don't like, think you're ready now. I was like, yeah. damn. Okay. All right. That's uh, it's pretty on the nose there, Randy. Oh, my God. They really – I forgot when Vince was feuding with Shawn Michaels and God – they had the they had the skit where they, him and Shane went to the church, and Shane Vince dips his hand in the damn uh, you know like the water uh, holy water I guess at the beginning of the aisle, and Shane's like you can't wash your hands in there. He's like oh, okay okay wash your hands. Who am I? So he takes a scoop of water, drinks it, and then does the Triple H spit. <laughs> I, I, they were. I hope they, they I hope they built that church. I hope they. I hope that was a rec center that they put churchy shit like up, and that wasn't an actual. You know, I don't, shit ain't sacred to me. I don't. I don't hold things sacred. But but still, you, know, you can't be in a church, or at least put that put some holy spring in it. That wasn't actually, you know, whatever holy water is supposed to be. Yeah, gotta have gotta have limits. <laughs> All right. Um, Jabron continues. When do you think Sasha Banks will come back, or is she really done with WWE? Thanks, fellas. I'll be listening. No idea, man. I thought the time was to, to was was uh, at Extreme Rules. They were setting it up with Alexa and and Nikki Cross. Nikki was telling uh, Bailey, "You don't have any friends." And, you know, just waiting for Sasha's music to hit. It never did. She didn't show up at Extreme Rules to even the odds. They barely just won two on, you know, beat one, a two-on-one match. Uh, in a credible way, that wasn't like, you know, fakey, overpowered bullshit. But 
no Sasha, you know, again, just no Sasha, no, no, no friend, no partner. So I don't know. I don't see why Sasha would show up at SummerSlam in their match against, uh, in her match against, uh, Bailey versus, um, uh, Ember Moon. Maybe Ember, you thought Ember was your friend. I mean, only friend. That doesn't work. That's stupid. So I don't know, Brian. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and I also don't know what she's done with them. You know, when it might happen at all. Like I, I got nothing. So what are they? Uh, to, to the last part, what are the? What are the odds that she is done with WWE? I, I think she might train. I think she might soak a game and and not come back. Yeah. I mean, this isn't the worst thing for what is she? Twenty five. You know, for a 25-year-old that's been wrestling pretty nonstop probably for the last five years, who's 115 pounds soaking wet, this isn't exactly a bad thing for her. She's a star. She's a superstar. She did not be on TV for two years, come back and, and make a difference. And I think she knows that. And I think she goes, yeah, if I come back in two years fresh as fuck, uh, and 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 like you said, just all the training and every and all the dojos and shit all around the world. Damn, mm-hmm. she could be a problem come twenty twenty two or whenever she's allowed to show up on somebody's TV or pay per view outside of WWE. But she also Can might show up at the, at the Women's Royal Rumble come January. Yeah, like I'm sure that Ronda and got, the bitch. You know, I, I think. If she wrote out her contract, let's say it's for another year or so, and AEW is is rocking, I think outside of Ronda Rousey, she'd get the biggest women's wrestling deal ever. Mm. <laughs> and if you're thinking that, don't think that she and her agent and whoever her, her people oh, around her have not... Told her. her and Becky and Charlotte and Bailey are thinking it. Like, <laughs> she's like, can y'all just well, let them know all the good ideas that you have for yourselves so they don't think about me as much? <laughs> so I can take pictures posting uh, inspirational quotes while I stretch and get my body healthy? Please? Yeah, I'll give you points on the package. Yeah, no. I could see her just not coming back because, I mean, the 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 best slash worst part of it, outside of Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon, who is there for Sasha Banks to do? If we believe Sasha Banks is into the art of wrestling, what else is there for her to do? Well, she's never main event at WrestleMania. She could be a, that. She could, you know. Should have been me. Yeah, I mean, my thing but she's been a bunch of other shit. So uh, she was the first that so much other her and Charlotte. Uh, yeah, Hell in a Cell, cage matches, main event in Raw, title I'm matches saying, left and right. Say it again. I'm saying more fresh matches. Individual match, match sure. Um, yeah. Well, well, I mean, if. The thing is, if you go away for a year, the landscape changes. So, well, no, exactly. theoretically, I'm there thinking, should be. Right now. Right now. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm saying, Ember Moon, Shayna Baszler, uh, 
Lacey I mean, Evans, you're if you right. care, there if is you want to see Oscar and your Sharon. Like, like, don't let me slide anybody. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think her, I think a feud with Lacey Evans is 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 because they're so different. You know, like Sasha could play her like Sasha Fine, Sasha Dress, but she does it in obviously a modern 2019 contemporary way where Lacey could take issue with how she's, you know. She bring back Sasha's own footage and be like, you are ratchet, Sasha. <laughs> Go ahead. Why did the Lucas Blaze dunk on Lacey Evans like she did? I don't, I see. I, I'm more. That was white. Was it? Did she? What? What is? What is to fail at the military? What does that mean? What does I mean, that mean? Yeah, I, I, How did Lacey fail Randy at the Orton. military? Yeah, she, like she Orton. celebrated <laughs> for the company. Yes, yes, yes. Just, just how take how they're marketing because WWE don't miss a goddamn chance. Who gets marketed as a failed military person or not fail, a successful military person? Lacey Evans, not Randy fucking Orton, yeah. but he failed. So, um, and that's that. That's the that. It. I looked at that. I just thought. I I know people love the the burn and the the the, the it's the gall and the audacity that she had to that she would say something like that. It was just like number one. None of that was directed at you. She didn't act fucking underbrook play. She didn't even infer. She just said raw reunion equal a bunch of old nannies or whatever. All of y'all, you, Mark Henry, Rick Flair. Now, she didn't pull, single out Alundra Blaze. So unless she's trying to fucking make some money with Lacey Evans uh, in, you know, in the next few months, I thought it was pointless and self-serving and kind of scummy. Like, it was unnecessary, Alundra. Jeez. And, and being, a, being a dickhead is what it was. Um, and the last thing, before um, when there's additional emails or callers, the visual that I got from Stone Cold walking into the lobby and all the ex-male WWE legends just being there and Stone Cold pulling up on them is so fun. Like, just the visual is just hilarious to me. On like, the ramp? Somebody under their breath said, this nigga here, probably Boogeyman. He's probably mean- Boogeyman. Right in the bag and still looking, still in great shape, by the way. But well, like, shout out to Boogeyman. Yeah. But like, Boogeyman is literally like yeah. Boogie got a gimmick I, like, I, like like uh, like Honky, and and a little harder because Honky Talk don't have to stay as in shape. Hmm. But if, if Boogeyman can keep that physique because of the makeup and because of all the gimmicks and the worms and the no teeth, yeah, he could do that shit to the seventy-five years old. Legend that Boogeyman is, but Boogeyman's huh? like. I said, Caitlin's twice talk? the legend that Boogeyman is. Oh, my God. Wait, how, what? What? Caitlin oh is twice the legend Boogeyman. How? In what world? Because she's a two-time Divas champion or whatever she is? Come on. I she mean, won a fucking contest. I would, I would like, he tried to win a contest. Except for he's, you know, certainly wrestled a lot more. Come on. He made You're right. I mean, relatively speaking, he made four times he's the legend right. that the Boogeyman is. Uh, but looking there on top from like oh six to oh eight. But salute to that man for getting the bag. Like I again yeah. I would say one of a wrestler's greatest strengths is how long you can look like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and he looked like he you know, 
Like he just left. Like it, like him still having abs is crazy to me. But, but that's the thing. Else? Remember in his original, uh, you know, the whole controversy is his toughen up thing. Why he got kicked out because he lied and said he was thirty when he was forty, and the fact that he got away yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. So why is it that at fifty five he can't look, you know, forty? How many people are on that stage that our truth is older than? Everybody. He just says, like, I was trying to explain to Faye, I was like, he's like this guy smokes cigarettes and did, he's forty seven and look at Did him. you he's see crazy. did you see the meme with all the WWE wrestlers with the face ass gimmick on it? Uh uh. Oh, yeah, so everybody, yeah, yeah. they did like six him. panels. Everybody is Cena and Sasha Banks and Rowan and then our troop at the bottom. Our troop, by the fact, it's probably our troop from DNA. They put up a picture of. It's crazy. Hey, <laughs> who does the, uh, who does the? This is my home and I love all of you better than John Cena. Um, well, Rock did. You know when he was. You know he's certainly learned from <laughs> the best. Yeah. Yeah. Young is damn good at that. Finally, The Rock has come back. Oh, like those are all like. Yeah. Like, shut up. Yeah. Um, done a good job at that. And he's. Well, I went to go see Lion King last night and got Mm -hmm. a preview for the new John Cena movie where he's greeting a squad of firefighters. Um, And they. Some kids got dropped off and they have to. Watch the kids until their parents find them, and it was like, oh, oh, yep, John Cena's getting the bag. Like he's getting. So it's another like family comedy deal. It's like yeah, it's like the pacifier or Mr. Nanny or all that stuff. Yeah, like it's him okay. and like his second is uh, Keith. That's like his. Oh his shit! Second, his deputy firefighter. So yeah, like it's 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 that. Did you see the thing that says that Jordan Peele turns down uh, director, Blade director thing? Nobody should. And I was like, okay, so that leaves uh, the, the multiverse of madness open for him to direct then, right? Oh, that'd be, oh, that'd be amazing. He probably don't okay. have a budget. He's like, no, 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 no. Let me just work with these real world effects. Or he could go... I could make a billion dollar, direct a billion dollar movie, and then go back and make an indie film with like some nobodies and make that fucking cans a winner or some shit, <laughs> right? Like I can do it all. I can do fucking yeah, so he's Twilight Zone. I can do a, you know half a billion dollar budget movie, and I can also do you know another Get Out, you know, with a couple mil budget. And, you know and, um, yeah. and you even brought this up, but like immediately, mm-hmm. Marshall Ali is. Like the most decorated actor in the MCU, and he's been acting, acting, acting like a smooth seven years. Like True <laughs> Detective is what blew him up, and that was like five years ago. Is that? Yeah. Dude has like it, for us, for that. me, it was you know season one Luke Cage. That's where I'm like, oh that guy, mm-hmm. like, I know that guy. Wait, 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 and he murdered that, and we're real like. Name a, to the point where people were mad like, when wow, he, you know, they died halfway through. Yeah, people were upset. Like, fam, that's just the, yeah. it worked with the story, but he was so good. It's like the, listening to the uh, Expanse podcast, and they would have uh, the writers and the directors and, and shit on, and a lot of the actors, 
um, they would they would kind of uh, they would say like in the books this character has a, a really small role, but once you get this guy on set and you see it's just like welcome to the Expanse family like you you know you are return you're a, a recurring character now not just some one off or two off elf character like the audience responds and they go all right fine <laughs> you know it's undeniable and that's kind of you know, uh, it's the Urkel effect the who the Urkel effect what's the Urkel effect how's that go Steve Urkel. Oh yeah, like, he was supposed to just be a fucking one-off, hey, wacky fucking little side comedy. Ended up being the whole damn show. <laughs> they were like, okay, after the pilot, they didn't even waste no time, which is a good thing because, you know, the success of the show probably hinged on that. Go. But if it was imagine WWE yeah. in that in that situation at ABC in 1989 or whenever it was 1986, it'd be like ah, I don't know. We didn't plan for this Urkel also, kid to get over like that. <laughs> my current favorite thing in wrestling, Travis, and it's not my absolute yeah. favorite thing, but it's way up there, is Adam Cole having beef with a nigga named Tuan. I love <laughs> Yo, Dre was so mad last week. He was like, Tuan had no, 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 no. He went, Twan made it big time. Like, son of a bitch. Because he been clowning everybody. Gar- he hate Gargano. Anybody that's associated with Gargano, that whole wrestling yeah. school, he probably wanted to fail. Never meant amount to nothing. And he just was like, son of a bitch. Twan made the big time. <laughs> and Twan. He wasn't even like, you know, some gimmick bullshit. He just, nope, I'm Twan in my basketball shorts and my fucking, you know, Adidas. <laughs> So. Ethan with Twan. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's talk to I believe Craig. Craigery, might that be you? Hey, this is me. What's happening? Hey, Craig. Not a whole lot. I like that. Yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Oh, shit, um, the NXT has moose antlers on the logo for a takeover. <laughs> The NXT Toronto logo has moose antlers on the ends of it. Cool. Shouldn't they be doing it from Manitoba then? Because that's the I'm most, thinking, that's like, the like Saskatchewan, take over Saskatchewan or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there ain't no moose in Toronto. Toronto's really like not. a. What city? Metropolitan. Yeah. And they got, yeah. Do, have you guys been to Toronto? I have not. No. I've it only is, been to Europe and Africa outside of the country. Yeah. You you gotta visit Toronto just once. Just it's like they have Never an entire Africa. city underground. It is so cool. I mean I got, I got like the hot so, thing. Um sorry. Hey Chris, are you that. watching uh hey it's it's Austin's own Jordan Miles. Are you <laughs> watching uh NXT Craig? No, I'm on the porch. Okay. The porch is a good place to be. Um, he's got a great physique, man. Like, his legs are big as my TV. Um, this is going to be a really good match. And then, uh, like you were saying, Travis, I'm sorry, Craig, I know I'm going to let you get your shit off. Um, he's got a Naruto headband? Keith Lee having a beef with where he is on the card and saying, you know what? I want Damian Priest. That's who everybody's talking about. 
Like Keith Lee, like took out Cassius Ono and then became Cassius Ono. <laughs> He's going to show up in NXT UK, man. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you love to see him and Walter, though? Man, that'd be great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it would be. I, yeah, I love the Jordan Miles promo from last week, or two weeks ago before his match, where he's, like, cutting his promo, and then, like, he puts his fist up for dap, and the reporter, because he's black, instinctively goes for the dap and realizes that he went for the dap. And was like, oh, my bad. Right, like I'm a I love supporter. It. I gotta be neutral. <laughs> <laughs> and then Angel Garza, no, I, I really I'm, enjoyed his act last week. Like this is really good. Angel Garza, uh, 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 Tyler Breeze, Angel Ooh, Garza, Kim, Kim Humberto. Kim we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna oh, form uh, pretty incorporated or some shit. They should. He doesn't let men touch him, and then he kisses the lady's hand. And he's yeah. When he look and it's weird, like I'm I'm just talking about body. When he takes off his pants, he's got a really good physique too. Um Um wow. ACH is waving at him from across the ring and he's trying to figure out ACH. You know, ACH is like, he doesn't run out so much. Yo, he looks like oh my god, it's Benson. <laughs> it is Benson. Diesel Benson. <laughs> Travis, uh, if, you, um, if you could have Jordan Miles' physique, but you also had to have Jordan Miles' hairline, would um, you go oh. for it? Hairline, yes. I think you're going to say height. No, height, no. Yeah, I think he's a smooth five six. Yeah, I've come to appreciate being in it. Uh, uh, whatever, ninety percent. So the smiling is a gimmick. He keeps looking at the hard camera and showing all his teeth. Fuck's sake! And dribbling a lot. Yeah, I got a decent. Sh- I, I, I have a decent shaped head. I got some snotages in the back, but if I had the, his physique, I would have less body fat, which the snotages in the back would, you know, wouldn't be as pronounced. So I could just go with the shaved head. I, I'd be fine with that. But Craig, jump back in. <laughs> Would you take Jordan fucking or oh. Miles, whatever? Is, the, the I have no idea who Jordan Miles is, and I'm gonna g- give you a reason. Uh, the NXT. I haven't. I'm. I'm too. I'm. Well, now after tonight, I'll be three weeks behind because Ooh. of the uh, G1 and everything. And I listen to the show live and and stuff, and kind of get spoiled. But I want. I always. I want to hear the commentary because commentary makes the show for me. Okay. Like complete. And so I like to watch it afterwards. So I don't know. I've only seen the first. I haven't even seen the Trevor Lee, uh, the first round match. Uh, The the only first first match of the first round. But I wanted to wait and see what, you know, that, what it looked like with commentary, with everything. So I'll put. I got so far behind with the G1, I got buried. Um, you guys were talking about, a lot of people have been talking about, are you kidding me? All right. A lot of you guys have been talking about the, uh, um, the AEW and their people of color problems. Thank you. 
I guess. I don't think it's a problem, at least not yet. Yeah, I well, also don't. No, think I mean, it is. A bit I the people ago. I'm around think it's more of a problem than I think it's a problem. I think that um, I don't have any reason to have faith that it'll get better, and so that's why I'm talking about it now. Um, Ooh, okay. and, 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 I, not trying to get track of it. Oh, go ahead, Craig. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't even know because everything like stopped making noise. All of a sudden, I thought I got cut off. Um, the no, the the question I had was, are there like aside from like Faye Jackson and like obvious like a, maybe a one or two people. That they got signed by WWE. Or, oh, oh, sorry, I should have let you finish. <laughs> yeah, like are there are there like free agents out there, people of color, who you'd want to see out there? And and I know like AEW has like this relationship with A A or Triple I guess I should have just said that. Uh, and and a uh, CCML or whatever the hell it's called, and they're they're people. Do you think, like, do you know of free agents outside that that they might be able to be able to sign? Because I think, like, uh, Evolve and all them people and NXT scooped them up. Like, mm-hmm. are there guys? When we had this conversation like three weeks ago. We said exactly that. Like, shit, WWE went on signing spree. Ain't oh, no yeah. Keith Lee's left. Ain't no ACH. No, they're not out there. Yeah, Swerve. Um, and, and, Craig, I'll say this. I think that for, for whatever criticism people have of, of AEW, I think that the way that they're presenting Nyla Rhodes um, is to be commended. Like, they don't tell you – they talk less about Nyla Rose being a transgendered wrestler than WWE talked about uh, Nia Jackson yeah, yeah. size model. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they've, I feel like they've handled that in a very professional manner, in a very respectful manner. Um, you know, she's right there on the TV guy promos with them, um, and they tout her as one of their big female stars. So, I, I, I you can't and, do and everything at once. Thing I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis yeah. just liked I, it on my Facebook yeah. from like friggin' a month Holy ago, shit. and I was like, oh, they, they, they put that up on on Sports Illustrated on a month ago, like. Yeah. Uh, Nyla Rose, uh, the transgender, but they're being quiet about it, kind of thing. I, I forget. They're not. That. Yeah, they're not drawing attention to it, and I think that they present her as a, as a they're, they're, they're powerhouse female wrestler, and I think that's what you're supposed to do, right. um, because that's how she identifies. Like that. That's right. And right on the nose. And so, and, she, and you know, Cody Rhodes is how old? Thirty-four. You know, like his grasp of the world and his experience is not uh, in the bucks of that age. Like, he ain't 70-year-old Vince McMahon. Like, I feel like, you know, still a bunch of white geeks running the company, but I, I don't think they've made missteps. Like, I, I, I really like Scorpio Sky, but I don't think Scorpio Sky is hangman age as far as marketability. Like, I, I don't think that. So, you know, I, I think they've done a just fine job. Like it's it's not their fault that all the top wrestlers in the world who 
aren't signed by WWE or aren't in league with WWE are white guys and Japanese guys. They're not on them. And what can they do? And and, and, and can, can I ask? Can I ask this? Do you think that when like young black and brown kids are watching WWE right now, and then they're going to watch AEW in the fall? Do you think they're going to be more apt to uh, like go towards WWE or AEW? And do you what. think that I'll let you go with that? Yeah, I'll tell you what. The day that Private Party makes AEW TV, if they haven't mm. done it, that's the day that Street Profits are front and center wrestling and not hosting. Like, <laughs> seriously. Because no. I think that... Hold on, hold like, on, Party, hold on, though, Cam, because cause, 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 uh, Street Profits have been doing an awesome job. Like, Who? I don't mind. I don't. Street profits have been doing an awesome job, and and like, I I don't think it's in a response to anything. I think it's just quick. Angelo Dawkins had the segment of Raw reunion, like not not Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins had the segment of of Raw reunion, like that. That was it. You know, like. No, I think I think they've been great, but like you said, if we're talking about young kids of color watching this, the action is going to resonate with them more than the skit. Like that skit about smoking weed with RVG is for Travis and Cameron. Like that's not for Travis yeah. Jr. and Cameron Jr. You know what I mean? So I'm saying like that. If, I'll do you one better. Let Private Party go out and have a match that Dave Meltzer tells you is a four-star match, and then mu- that music will hit, and Velveteen Dream will be on somebody's TV. Like, it's just going to happen like that. Because <laughs> I think that that's how they do business. They combat fire with fire. Um, WCW and, and got more athletic. Who do I think has the most fire? WWE still has listen, as as good as I think private party is, Ricochet is very much like in the same vein as what they want from a Rey Mysterio. I I hate the timing for him that he wasn't there on Monday, that the injury kept him out. Because I think that that would have benefited uh, we talked about who did uh Raw Reunion benefit. Nobody really, but that would have been a big rub for him. For him to be the guy really with no country, to be a big solo star, for all these guys from yesteryear that are deemed the coolest guys, for them to co-sign him, I think that would have been a big rub for him. But when he's healthy, um, it's, they have him. When we're talking about firepower in that particular instance, like, again, I think Scorpio Sky is great. I'm not turning off a ricochet match for a Scorpio Sky match. No. Uh, what? You, who is this? You talked about uh, so cutting that promo and took off Morrow's headset. Yeah. I have no idea. And who? And I'm sorry. And who won the match? Uh, Jordan. <clears throat> but the guy said, "I don't need no tournament to break out." So I guess he's not in the tournament, or 
he lost in the first, first round. Oh, I don't know. Shane Thorne for PM sixty one. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay, ACH won, I guess, because he's taken the James Harden shot. Yeah, that's what it is. He's in great shape. That's crazy. Oh, they're going to show the finish now? Oh, no. Ooh. Bianca Belair is Lee. Okay. Yeah, get Bianca back on the winning track. I think she will. A little bit. But again, when you're under the tag, it's only really one way to go if you're not going to. You know, have her beat uh, beat uh, Baszler. Then she lost. Yeah, like, uh, no. probably going to be the one. Um, at least the way they're presenting everything. Maybe I don't know. I just don't see it. Is, is the crowd behind me behind me him in that way? I think no, they are. I, I just I still hate her finisher though. Like I hate the setup for everybody's eat defeat. Whoever does it. Her Woods, Helms, I've never liked the setup for the Eat Defeat because I don't think the crowd can get hyped for it. Mm. So would you, would you recommend they speed it up so it's more of a boom out of nowhere kind of move? They could manage to do that. Craig, anything else for That was so one or not. Which uh, if there's any is is there anybody that you'd want to see like they're on the free agents? Oh, I don't know. That's a question for Rich because I just don't know who's out there that's worth uh, talking about bringing in. Okay, well, um, yeah. the, you, the Oakley Hathaway, you you did an interview with Oakley Hathaway, Cam, that nobody heard, and shut up. He. <laughs> <laughs> and he did a uh, He was on uh, Sam Roberts podcast Last week and it was really good I you know I'm, I'm less less into the Sam Roberts Nowadays but uh, I've always listened to his podcast And and Stokely Hathaway Came off as like you're into star it, And I'm sorry Seems like you're into him then If you did you say I don't? I'm not into Sam Roberts as much anymore, but I listen to his podcast. Yeah, I, well, I have t- I have a T-shirt. I have a Sam Roberts T-shirt now. I want to buy a Sam Roberts T-shirt. So, okay. Uh, okay. Let's stop. Uh, but the Simply Hathaway interview was really good and, and introduced me to him in a way that I haven't heard before. And I would have loved to do it on a podcast that never existed. Yeah. Hearing him out of character is, like, really, really fun. And he's such a fan of, of wrestling. And he's, like, he genuinely is a fan of his friends. And I, and I, I think that that is like a really admirable quality. Like he really does hype up his friends and thinks that they're all the best wrestlers in the world. Um and I tell you what, I'm glad you said that because there is one act that's not in either company that I'd love to see in either company and that's LAX. Um 
how how hard hitting they are. Like I think that if you are somebody like me who thinks the Usos are the best tag team, or you're somebody like you know um, people who sleep in basements who think the Young Bucks are the best tag team, I think they're the happy medium. I think they're that in between of of, of crazy action and firm hard hitting that uh, that everybody would enjoy. Um, so that would be my thing. Yeah, I'll just vote to, to, to Cam. And uh, Trav, what happened with the uh, VIP for last week? Did you guys just like uh, have it, or did Ooh, I miss it? Richard Fan the second. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should probably ask Richard Fan the second. No, no, I, I just wanted to know if, if, like, you did it and it didn't. No, 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 no. I, just didn't. I, got a, I got a text from Rich. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll be on and whatever gave me his countdown as ETA putting trade to sleep or something. Like, all right. So I call in in five minutes, and I'm just listening to music. Like, what the fuck? Where's Rich? So I send him a text. Yo, I'm on. Ready when you are. And I sit there for... You know, right. ten more minutes listening to goddamn, you know, conference music, and uh, then I finally hang I up and I call him. Yeah. I call him. He don't pick up. Did I call the house line? I don't know if I even tried to tell the house. I was like, oh, he's asleep. It, it, it's not even worth it. Because if I wake him up and go, and he goes, okay, give me a few minutes. Is that going to be worth like? So I'm going to spend literally an hour like, Rich, Rich. Is, <laughs> we know how those shows go. <laughs> so. Yeah. One thing yeah, is he yeah. falls asleep no. or, or starts getting no. like the groggy voice, the groggy chopped. Uh, what do they call it in women? Uh, or they, 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 they they talked about it with Christine Blasey before. It's called something. The vocal vocal fry. He gets that vocal fry when he's sleepy and his voice starts cracking. I like this. I'm like, they call it a vagina, like, Travis. Vagina. Fifteen. Jeez. Fifteen good minutes with this guy tops. It wouldn't have even been that. So that's what happened. And also, before you kick me off, I want to ask one question. Uh, do you guys have to train? Well, actually, I had two questions because one is really fun. Or not uh, not funny, but fun. Um, and I, I'll leave this with you, but I also want you to answer the other one. So I'm just going to ask at the same time just because I'm about to get out of here. Uh, okay. The one is uh, the G1 tournament is like the best thing going in wrestling right now, and the tournament factor—it's the playoff factor. So, if you were to make a tournament, which tournament, like what format would that tournament be for your company? And secondly, like on this, on this, how the hell do you guys get? Like, you can be so raunchy on here and on South Congress and all that shit and, yeah. and in person. And then all of a sudden, Cam goes on Wade's podcast about the Hulk Hogan show, and he doesn't say, fuck that blank, redacted, whatever you want to say. I mean, that's, 
one of the best tournaments I remember is the X Division to crown the first X Division champion TNA, and it was a round robin tournament. So just to be different and just to have different answers, I'll say I like a I like a nice round robin tournament. I like where I like a guy that can that can where you can lose and tell that story. Not everybody doesn't have to lose, you know, but but you can tell the story of somebody losing and not being out of the tournament. That's always uh, that's cool. And that tournament for the X Division title was fucking awesome. Jerry Lynn and goddamn uh, AJ. That thing was ridiculous. One of the flying Elvises, I think, was in it. Um, all right, I think that's it for emails. Yep, non-VIPs. Let's uh, let's wrap this bitch up and go to Georgia and talk to Darrell. And that's Darrell what you do that. Darrell is fed up, boy. Woo. What's he talking about? I I, I got a mind low. Talking about Roger Strong yet. beat him in the six man, and and how he is fed up. He definitely got on his his uh, his great aunt uh, headscarf though. Uh, but Darrell, what's happening? You, you are Orange. on there. And they're coming in orange-ass gloves that don't match with that. Wait, I'm, I'm confused. Why you got the uh, handle in the collection plate? <laughs> what's going on, Trav? What's going on, um, Cam? Darrell, Not, Not too much, man. Darrell, how far are you from, uh, from Atlanta? Mm, about 45 minutes. I got a buddy who just moved out there. I'm going to link y'all up, man. He's a, he's a good dude. I need you to take him out at, at least one time, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, I can ride up. I can ride up there. Go to Blue Flame. Go to Blue Flame. And, um, I, heard, I heard that in the future. Peter, um, my favorite. I, know, I, know I, I get that reference. Blue Flame. Show up in the moon thing. Something like that. I had to Google. What the fuck is a moose? I keep hearing these motherfuckers talk about it. 21 Savage, it's not a Mustang. It's a Mustang. Hey, what tell, the fuck tell, is tell, a your, tell your friend. <laughs> tell your friend, do not jump. Uh, when you hop out of his car, make sure he lock it. Because in, in the thing in Atlanta is they follow you. And soon you we, yeah, we, when car, we send him on his way, we told him what time it was. <laughs> they hop in and, and do what? If a person be like... <laughs> When soon you uh, hop out your car, they hop in and they pull off on it. But uh, if somebody hop in, they Nah, I tell you what. Oh, valet. I mean, I'm, I'm there with these little, these little valley boys down here from, from South South Texas. Darrell, they used to wait behind you at the gas pump. <laughs> so, oh yeah, and that's back that's before the machine like in. immediately reset. Well, they pull up right behind you at that gas pump and rock your car <laughs> for a full tank right when you pull off. Yeah. Yeah. They be getting them. They got they got a, a homegirl of mine who um I knew in college. They just got her the other day. Her dad is an officer. They got her so clean. Called her um going into the store, and when she walked back out, her car was gone. Man, I mean I I I've been telling the story, but you know my car. I've had my car back for two weeks. Thank goodness. Um, they just posted to my man's mug shot today. Does it still smell like dog food? Huh? Yeah, no. Yeah. Being okay. And right now I'm like, fuck. I'm like, um, excuse my language, but fuck Twitter. They want to try to um send me um 
they sent me a copyright strike where they suspended my account. Now they talking about um legal action. Talking about I making um I was making money off a video I posted um from last year. One of my workout videos had music on it. Said I was making oh, money off of it. I said what? I got a hundred followers. What the hell are you talking about? How would you even make money off of that? I'm not even well, there. Not to make light of the Twitter being hoes, but Pete Dunn just showed up with a full beard. Um, yeah. Pulling up on Velveteen and uh, Roger Strong. I think he's wow. no longer um, in the in UK. I think he's transitioning over to um, NXT proper. Yeah, I mean, he should be on SmackDown, but you know, rules. I wait. I wait. I wait till after they get settled a while. He could be somebody that come up after maybe. Let me ask you, and, and Darrell, I know you got stuff you want to talk about. Pete Dunne, even though he's in there um, and he's been the champion, we talk about how you know, this is probably Johnny Gargano's swan song, at least in my opinion. Um, like, has Pete Dunne been gone long enough but has enough respect to have a run at the top of the NXT card and not be looked at as a slight? Oh yeah. Remember he hasn't had a loss in in NXT yet. He hasn't been put pinned on NXT TV yet. Maybe he just got pinned what once in, in the UK, but on NXT he hasn't been pinned yet. Yeah, I mean when as much as I done, like they done, get the fuck out of here. I would definitely say shit as much as anybody. Like, I would not look at that as a, like, Pete Dunn. Like, beyond my personal, like, I don't give a fuck about Pete Dunn, I wouldn't look at it like uh, step down or any kind of slight to that title. And he's going, looks like he's going after the North American title, so he's not even right in the main main title picture. That's what so. I'm saying. Like, could Pete Dunn hang around another year and do two months, a month, the North American title, then have a feud with somebody and then go NXT title? And sure. It's still all yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's going after um, both you with um, Roger Strong over the um, over the um, North American title. Remember, okay. this is callback from when he um, when he betrayed him in that tournament. Okay, they still got beat. Absolutely. Oh, okay. he's looking. He's looking ahead. Win the title and and then they're gonna have a thing and Velveteen will be gone. I think Velveteen can go after the um go after the main title first. Yeah. He still has a main title like yeah, Because um it looks like um they slow playing um the original bro because um I I probably see him yeah, he's with um, going, um against then he'll probably go against um, Keith Lee once Keith Lee turns. Yeah, they're going to make them feud. Yeah. Um, you think that uh, I think that Undisputed Era is going to win the uh, the tag titles uh, Fish and O'Reilly because Street Profits are going to the, to the main roster because they're there every week. Are we going to get a Street Profits versus New Day feud would be really fun. And they'd be so tempted to, you know, to do too much. But man, with like this is where I wish like Kaz was still on the writing team. 
Because he would get how that shit go, but uh, I'm almost afraid of how that I'm thinking we're going to get um, Street Profit versus the Usos to see who's going to um, eventually yeah. be uh, facing the revival. We want all the smoke. Yeah. No kicks, no flips. <laughs> uh, I'm listening to y'all talk about all of them getting put with Devon Douglas. But, you know, they could have told a story why they connected, why this, uh, they connected Tully to Devon and uh, uh, and Bubba to them. Because you, if you think about Tully them was the technicians and stuff back in the day when you had some guys who was out there, um, like the Rockers and 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 um, the uh, I'm, the name slipping in my head, but few other teams that used to be a little more flashier than them. They used to be uh, a little more flashier than them. Then you had Devon and Bubba Ray when you had the TLC matches. And they were the base. They were the, um, you know, the no kick, the no flip, straight kick, uh, straight fist in those matches. They was the ones who were bringing the work while the other guys were, you know, doing the other stuff. So... They could have they could have linked all that together, but you know they just didn't. And it would have been hard to have Booker T be the one to try to link it all together. <laughs> no, agreed, agreed. And um, I know y'all was speaking on why Shane Thorne was out there. You know him and um, ATH been having a few. But you only can see that on the um. The um the YouTube they've been playing it up on the YouTube. Him and Shane Thorne. Oh, yeah. They got into a conversation. Got into a couple of conversations. So that's why they brought him out there doing um ACH win. Yeah, you got some questions for us? Yeah, what the fuck is Matt Jackson wearing, man? Snapchat? Travis, over here. No. Look the hose, man. No, 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 no. I said, what is Matt Jackson wearing? He's got this fucking oh, yeah. suit. Oh. Like, come on. Oh, like, man. everybody should have learned, like, when Trump came out in his fucking big boy suit, you know, his I'm free, this suit's supposed to fit me till I'm five suit. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a wedding. Oh, shit. Look at Trace McGrady. Okay, now I, <laughs> I didn't see that part. <laughs> Is he wearing Jordans, though? Some 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 snakeskin J's? All right. Um. He's wearing the bullshit ass. Yeah, but you don't wear, like, Darrell. Like, tell him. You wear, uh, you wear Space Jams with, with a suit. Like, well, you can wear Space yeah, Jams, but they can't just be, like, 11s. They have to be Space Jams. They have to be mids. They can't be snakeskin lows. Like me, broken. They can't be lows. They can't be highs. They got to be mids uh, with some pretty decent stuff. They got to be black. He was out there with some snakeskin, the white navy snakeskin mids. Man, Jackson sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yo, I, know y'all, I know Trav was talking about on Mia Yim um, earlier, but mm-hmm. I guess they doing her different, like a little street way, I guess. 
with her um, gorilla tactics that she out taking out um all the other people. Yeah, the locker room shit was so corny though. What the fuck was that? That's cool. <laughs> like they made judgment. Like, I was like, yo, uh, oh, he's a fucking garbage. I was like, yo, he was a garbage. He was a man and he was. I was whipping the center back in the day because she whooped Marina Shafir. Hit her with a car door. I, used to I didn't see that. I saw the locker room one, and I was just like, this was some phony bullshit. <laughs> like just let her like shoulder just slammed with the damn locker door. But whatever, it was fine. But they've been setting it up. They've been setting it up for probably about four weeks with the promos that mm-hmm. they had her cut. And she's been saying that. So they just paying off the storylines that they've been screaming along. You just have to have to pay attention. And like they say, she been getting she um, doing the show. She get made to pop and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Also, man, um, I was listening to y'all talk about um, money, the, um, with all the legends and stuff. I thought that was a, just a show, a throwaway show that sold everybody um, to watch SmackDown because they replayed that show four times. They replayed that show four times. What show? After it was um, Raw. They replayed Raw four times. On what? Yeah, USA they did. Yeah, I saw it on USA Network. That. They replayed it four times. They showed Miz and Miz. They played it at 11. Show. I'm like, wait. That's 12 fucking hours. What do you mean? So, like, 30 years. <laughs> when have they ever replayed Raw the same night? He was like, I don't know. I was like, well, they're doing well, it right now. Well, in the 90s, they, they did. Like, the... Oh, replay? I don't even know. I don't know if that counts. As, like, the West Men, the dog show stuff sometimes with preempt Raw... And put that free into like a week, but push it to a, it don't start till eleven. So we're all come on eleven to one, some like once a year, every now and then. But that wasn't a replay. It wasn't like it came on nine to eleven and then eleven to one or noon to two or midnight to two. That's four. And they they replay all four three what? hours of the show. They didn't skip mm-hmm. no time, no no nothing of it. They they did it um at twelve. They did it early that morning on USA. Then they did it right before. They did it some other time. Then they did it right before SmackDown came on. Raw led into SmackDown. So they got all they could out of that content. So I just took it as that show was a way to boost up um, Tuesday, which was to me was a better show because it led into more matches. And you got more build-up. Just, um, SummerSlam. And um, I know y'all was talking about Chip Brock Lesnar um, go to SmackDown. I think they should keep him on Raw, and you continue to, to build up people on SmackDown to be stars. You continue to build up Kofi. Maybe, and I'll ask you guys this, should Kofi and Randy Orton main event SummerSlam? Over Brock and Seth, yes. Hell yeah. I think we said this last week. We were like, where's the story going? Where's the most exciting stuff? And the most exciting, well, potential. Because at the time, it was just a potential. And like, we're like, Randy and, and, and Kofi had way more to talk about and build up and work with than another fucking Seth and Brock. And I, as I like to remind people, Brock ain't going to be the fuck around to, to build this match up. In the, the way we would want, anyway. 
So, of course, Kofi and Randy, because they're going to interact, they're going to cut promos on each other. They'll, Orton will probably attack, uh, you know, Kofi once or twice, whatever. So, just kind of your traditional build your match, build to your match. Brock ain't going to be around to do none of that. I think so, too. I think so, too. Then, if you go off of what everybody's saying, you're going to have Charlotte versus um, Chris Stratus. So, that's her um, better opponent. Then, hopefully, they can build up Amber uh, Amber more. I think I'm just seeing the the promo pick, uh, Cam. And I think this is the one you're talking about, where they're kind of like, it's Cody and Brandy in front. And... Jungle Boy's kind of looking over, and everybody's look, like the one guy always to the left. Is that in jail? Or somebody's like making everybody laugh, and everybody's kind of looking at him. Fucking Cali. I honestly don't think WWE has ever taken a more soulless corporate photo, and that includes every time Stephanie's ever smiled. Like, it's, I don't, I haven't been following Cam, but is Cali one of these? I hate AEW no matter what they do or what they will do in the future. I already hate them. Hate them. Got a guy? Oh, well, uh, I'm going to take that as a yes. Is that some... <laughs> who, I mean, what the... F- it's a picture of people... I've never seen WWE taking more soulless corporate photo, meaning this AEW picture is just a soulless corporate photo. Which, looking at it, I'm like, it just looks like a... Even if it is, even if they're like, okay, we want the guy over to the far left to, like... Be saying something that everybody's looking at with laughter or joy. Like, so? That's how pictures go. You say, say fucking cheese. And people pop or they smile. Like, that just sounds like something that you just want to hate AEW for. Anyway. Uh, you know, the hate, that sounds like a hater. You know. Yeah, like I have my criticisms, but damn, I hope I don't sound like just hate, just a hate. He need to join the hate hypocrisy. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's, well, no, reasons, physical reasons. I don't think he I'm was just watching that um that episode. <laughs> <he started hanging. laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting on them to hurry up and bring that back, and I want to see that um them bring them back since they aging them up. I want to see them bring the hate hypocrisy back. <laughs> so they're, they're aging Riley and the, everybody? Yeah, that's what they're supposed to be. Uh-huh. They're supposed to be aging them up. So they won't be 10 and 8. They'll they be, ain't gonna age. What, 15 and 13? Well, I think what's the difference between 80 and 85, really? Yeah. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. We're just going to call him Morgan Freeman. So <laughs> Morgan Freeman back in uh, 92 is still Morgan Freeman today. We're going to be in that new Olympus Falls uh, movie. <laughs> he still looks the same. <laughs> so <laughs> it was 20 years to a Morgan yeah. Freeman. Nothing. But um, damn, one of the men with man with men with the one of the coolest fucking Hollywood names died. Record fucking Howard. What a cool name. A lot of people passing away lately. That 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 young boxer passed away right after his match. Uh, not right after, but a few days after. Wait, wait, you talking about the crying dad? He died. He was a boxer. Oh, it's a um, boxer that um, boxed on ESPN. He was um he had took his first loss. 
He's 28 years old, and he died um, just yesterday. Um, oh. They had to him to the hospital after the match because he was throwing up and stuff, and he he, he finally passed away. So, ooh. Them type of sports, boy. But um, I was just watching that um, um, Green Strong and um, and Pete Dunn uh, um, section. And I'm gonna ask you, Travis. I know you don't like Pete Dunn. I know you hate it when he came out there. He did the little finger snap (laughs) on uh, on Roddy Strong. But if you look. And I know we, I'm going back to what we were saying earlier. Does um, Cam had asked earlier? Does it seem like a drop off if he feuds, he comes in and feuds with people for the title? But if you look at that whole segment, that segment, and this is the first time I ever seen it, it wasn't as hype as it usually be, especially when you have Dream in the ring. But when he came out there, the action picked up. Yeah, I think that was probably by design. I mean, you want Pete Dunne to be the big star coming out, making his return to NXT, going to, you know, smack some fools around. Uh, I, I would think they did that for, you know, by, by design. Do you think that match is used to um, put more heat on it, like the Roddy wins in a sneaky way? And since you're introducing Pete Dunne back over to NXT and probably for, um, for now for good, Build up that rivalry to, um, to continue on to whenever the next takeover is, or however long you got to chase it. Yeah, and I think in the meantime, like if if Velveteen loses, if Roddy takes the North American title, Velveteen immediately then focuses attention on yep. Adam Page, uh, Adam Cole. Yep. So it doesn't feel like a yeah, go triple threat. Let Pete Dunn or let Roddy beat Pete Dunn and have. O'Reilly and Fish beat the Street Profits, then they can fulfill that thing of having all the gold. Mm-hmm. Let them, you know, feel that for a couple of weeks, and then whatever the next takeover is, Velveteen Adam Cole. Velveteen either gets a strap or no, he gets a strap. I, I think that if there's anybody who, and I hate deserve, deserve sucks in wrestling, right? Yeah, but. Yeah. I don't know if they have a more homegrown, popular, trained in their style, you know, excel at their style wrestler than Velveteen. Um, Because people weren't, you know, there aren't like Patrick Clark stands. There are Velveteen Dream stands. So I would have him win the NXT title um, and get him to the main roster sooner than later. But yeah, I think that have him lose well, sooner than later, later SummerSlam and not WrestleMania. So are you willing to go that soon? Obviously not with, with the with the thing you just kind of booked out. You don't mean yeah. that. I mean, I mean, hell, you know, I have him, I have him lose the uh, the title the night before WrestleMania and then show up to the night after WrestleMania on Raw. Okay, but that's Ooh, sure. Yeah. Never yeah. seen. Yeah. Hmm, that interesting. I wouldn't want him to introduce during the Rumble because I think that's a bad time to always introduce. And I think they setting up for position to stretch out. They huh? They want to have somebody. They're going to do that eventually. Why not with Velveteen? And why not 
why not this year? Had Velveteen, oh, even if he goes to WrestleMania and win, had Velveteen win the Royal Rumble and challenge whoever, and even if he loses. But shit, have him win, I don't know. Yeah, unless he's gonna win, that's the only way you introduce him. But I want you to, right. to um shoot um vignette with Velveteen Dream. Like they did when they was um introducing him in in NXT. That mm-hmm. made him um uh, interesting. You know, give him that focus that you gave Alistair Black and that you gave Bray. Yeah. Because I, I want I him to be a star. I want him to be a star. I want him to be a star. But I can see them doing somebody like Johnny Gargano in the um, Royal Rumble. They introduce him on in the Royal Rumble, and then he come out and he go to whatever show. But um, I think I I see them stretching out that feud with Velveteen then because the next takeover will probably be War Games. Yep. So you already yeah. got the feuds already. Woo. Oh. I was not enjoying now, the first. Was, you got it, Jerome. My last thing I would I would ask you guys um is this. Now um I I, know, I heard y'all talking about the women in that in that brief period of women who was um don't get celebrated as much. Mm-hmm. But right now I think you guys women. I know y'all were talking about. I know y'all were talking about Sasha coming back and stuff like that. But uh, in the landscape change, I don't want the landscape to change to where um, they're not giving the women much time and it's, it's, and it's not nothing for her to be able to come back to. Because right now, when you look, you hear people talk, of, um, talk about Natty not deserving to be uh, given a shot or is she just giving a shot because it's in Toronto. And, and you know, some people were kind of into on what they did with Amber. Wait a how, What a dumb, goddamn, stupid reason for somebody not to get it or to complain about somebody getting the title shot. Are you familiar with wrestling promoting over the last goddamn 50, goddamn 100 years? You get. Do you remember SmackDown versus Raw when you could uh, do the GM in like 07 and 08? And you could put, and you were trying to get ratings for your respective show and beat the other show. Uh huh. Anybody? Okay. Well, one of the gimmicks was a hometown gimmick because it's a staple in wrestling to have people do stuff in their home fucking town, win, get shots, whatever. So, the, so the ghost you only get the title shot because it's in Toronto. It's like, yeah. Why wouldn't they have a what a dumb fucking people in their fucking criticism are so uh, unthought out and ridiculous and stupid. And Keith Lee, first off, Damian Priest just did a plancha over the fucking top rope, which is hey, really upset. quick, Travis. Yeah. Did you how high did you jump? Did you touch your ceiling when Damian Priest hit a falcon arrow on Falcon Keith arrow? Lee? <laughs> no, because I knew it wasn't the finish, so I didn't know. Uh, okay, because it wasn't it wasn't a stalagmite. <laughs> What? <laughs> How do you not remember the most inside joke? I think that was Dre hit a, hit a falcon arrow on a stalagmite. To well, it was, that's the only way, yeah, you can he could take it as a finisher. <laughs> oh, that plancha was nice though. Oh, he caught him. Oh, you didn't know he caught him. Oh shit! Oh shit! But look at the whole spot. I've never look seen at, that in my look life. at the result. Look what they look what it led to. 
He countered the hole. He countered getting caught. Well, you were going to kill him. Only death was the answer. Holy shit. That's like, Damian Priest has to be a smooth 250. Well, fuck this match, man. Well, Damian, <laughs> Priest. What, Damian, oh. um, Damian Priest, well, he about 6'9", ain't he? He got to be about 6'9", right? He ain't no 250, Cam. <laughs> that just hit me with the rest of the tight. Like, ain't no way, because he is a legit price 6'9", 6'8". To <laughs> think that he's anything less than 275 is, I think, a it's ridiculous. That's messed up. Yeah, fuck this bitch. If he was 250, he'd be a little bit more skinny. He'd be a little bit more skinny. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, you got to be about um, so we Wrap up so we get out of here, Drew. Oh, oh yeah. Um, just um, two things. Two quick. Uh, two things. The one, um, I think they need to bring up more women. Do you think they need to call uh, a massive call up of women? Maybe like eight. And what would be the eight women that you pick from NXT and NXT UK? And did y'all hear the music that um, Swerve came out to? And did y'all like the music? I like the music. It was an R&B type of thing. And I was like, wow, this is the first person I ever seen come out to an R&B. Well, I didn't hear it because I'm talking to y'all, and I already don't like it. Fucking R&B bullshit. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it was an R&B beat. <laughs> okay. Um, damn, what was I going to say? What was your first thing before you said that? Because I had something for you. Um, I think um, they need to call up. Um, oh, who you who you call? Like okay, I reject. Well, I think eight is way too many. You don't call up eight people at the same time. I, I think that's just. So I'm going to half that. I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to half that to four, and then thanks to Ralph for the call, and this will be the last thing. Uh, you can do the eight if you want, Cam, but I'm going to do the four. This is who we calling up. Bianca Belair, um, Piper Niven, Piper Niven, Tony Storm, and Rhea Ripley. Okay. I know, I know that would decimate NXT UK's women's division, taking Piper Niven, uh, taking Piper uh, Rhea and goddamn Tony Storm. But hey, I'm not in the business to keep NXT UK women in close. Yeah, um, those are my four. Do you have a different four, or do you want to add on and actually do eight? Was the was the question for women or just for people? No, eight women that you would call up to the main roster. And I just think eight's too many. That's why I have to do four. Um, again, again one, was one it one women time. or people? Women, women, women. Oh, okay. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, uh, Rhea Ripley, and uh, and Tony Storm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shayna. Yeah. And I don't. I didn't snub her on purpose. Uh, but but if I was to make my five, yes. But I, I'm just a bigger fan of. Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep my four. So yeah, so all right, cool. That's a that would be, and and I guess really if you did Shayna Baszler, that's kind of by default Shafir and Duke too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So all right, all right. That uh that wraps up an, an, another edition of the East Coast Cast. Uh, appreciate everybody's time, their calls, their emails. Thank you, Cam, for your co-hosting ship. 
Uh, we'll be back next week, same time, same channel. For you VIP folks, click over. Rich and I will be back for another uh, another hour or so of content. And I just had a visit to the comic book shop for the first time in a month, so I got a bunch of shit. And we'll probably talk about Wonder Twins. And, or the Orville has a, a comic book by Dark Horse. We'll read that. And, uh, yeah, so that does it for us. Until next week. Oh, well, you know what? Do, because people absolutely should, that's why they should listen to every episode, but they absolutely should listen to, uh, listen to uh, the, the car stolen episode of South Carter. So yeah. give that, yeah. add the goose down and all that shit if they're interested, but give, give South Carter yeah, a healthy plug. It's, it's crazy. I'm glad you did this because... We did a Goose Down episode today about the upcoming schedule, but um, subscribe to the South Congress feed, South Congress with a K, so S-O-U-T-H-K-O-N-G-R-E-S-S. You can find that on SoundCloud, on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify. Um, Subscribe to the feed because if you go back to episode 71, I talk about my car getting stolen. Um, if you go to episode 72, I'll tell you about the aftermath of that. Um, the Goose Down is a show on the feed where I'm reviewing each and every episode or each and every book in R.L. Stein's Goosebumps series from the 90s. We just did episode 11 today, which was uh, Haunted Mass. So, yeah, 11 episodes in. Um, and starting next Thursday, um, a brand new show that I'm producing. Uh, called I Just Want to Tell Stories. Um, is, it's kind of a cool thing. It's an interview with uh, queer creators of color uh, in the Austin area, talking to them for a half an hour about the process, things they've made. Um, it's going to be both video and audio, um, something I'm really proud of, and we're planning um, an event for that later in the fall. But, yeah, that'll be a half-hour episode. We've got 10 episodes. That's going to be the season, so uh, that'll be fun to kind of listen to. Uh, yeah, so South Congress with K. Um, start if you're looking for the story about my car being stolen at episode 71, and you'll get some uh, some fun stuff between 71 and 72. All right. So, yeah. So, please, go uh, subscribe. Um, coming this fall will be Rich and I's uh, His Dark Materials podcast, and some new content, so that the South Congress feed is pumping. We gotta find a day. Um, I'm, I'm like, look, because Mondays and Wednesdays and Thursdays are, are taken. We have to find a day to drop that. Well, yeah, well, it, it'll most likely be a Sunday show. Uh, 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 so, so probably a Tuesday. We'll talk about it. That's yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll work that. I want a damn date. They, they, they still ain't gave us a date. They did Comic Con and dropped a new trailer and all this stuff, and still didn't give us a release date or a, an air date. So, all right. So until next week, y'all. Appreciate everybody's time and energy. We'll get at y'all next week. That's Cam. I'm Trav. We out.